There we go. It is recording. And we are live. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Not live on the internet. Not yet. Just still figuring that out. I do. The goal is to go live um, directly to Facebook. In fact, I actually signed up to something called Crowdcast, and that allows me to go live Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all at the same time. Is it like the last one where you could have it pre-recorded and mm-hmm. then pretend to be live? I could also do that if I wanted. Oh, yeah. I need that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Need to edit like full-on hour-long documentaries and then live. <laughs> Just mind-fuck everyone. But it's because it gets such good publicity when you do a live. It jumps in front of everyone. Yes, because... Facebook is trying to maintain, people understand that, or Facebook understands that if nobody shows up to your live, you're not going to continue doing them. So it's constantly feeding people in so that people are watching at all times, that there's always at least one or two people watching. Let's be real though. When you do a live and you see two people in the room, you're like, ah, you want to like jump out of the live. I mean, you got to, you got to stay with it. You got to do it for the love of it, but. My God. You, you, but people definitely do want to, yeah. People definitely do want to jump out. I, I it, for sure do. The best is, is when you accidentally click on a live, and then you're in, and they know you're in, because they see that you're in, and then you're trying to get out, but not, like, hurt their feelings. You're like, good one. <laughs> a couple hearts, you know? You give little hearts, and then you're out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting beast, for sure. But it's, um, but it's, it's cool. I mean, I, I like the idea of creating... I mean, for me, the, the idea of, of this is creating more content without friction and to create more content that isn't polished, uh, but that is more so of my character, my background, the people in my life, too, because this is a, an in-person podcast. So mm-hmm. the likelihood that I'm speaking to people like you, who, in a sense, I mean, in my world, you're a constant, but in my online world or in my online persona, nobody knows you. At this stage of my career. Like, mm-hmm. you're not re- a regular on my circuit. Not Superhero Academy, but when we did Valhalla... Yes. I had someone come over today to do, a, ironically, yeah. logos. Okay. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's a friend, so he's going to fix my Game Boy so I can play Pokemon Red. So, yes, I'll make him a fucking logo. <laughs> That's and, hilarious. Uh, and uh, I was showing him some Valhalla videos, because like, I didn't know that you did video for, like, uh, all those years, and that's why mm-hmm. I'm seeing it on Instagram. So I showed him some videos, and it's like... The character development in the Valhalla videos is really good. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's if a real thing. If you watch those, you will get a gist of Marty, Lawrence, you, and me. Who else gets it? I think it's just those four who really get good character development. Ye- and everyone else is more like seen but not developed. Yeah, they're secondary characters. Yeah. Yeah. They're secondary characters because they were less willing to be on, on the video or they just weren't around enough. It was that it was so much easier... To be like, okay, Lawrence, you're the host. Marty, your subplot. So Marty would get to do a joke. Yes. Lawrence had the responsibility of doing like, this one's about pizza and togetherness, Lawrence. And he'd be like, okay. And he'd do that. The other guy would have his other joke. Mm-hmm. And then he'd probably slip you in. In this video, you come in after the logo. So I slip you in last scene as a joke. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. It's like Francis shoveling the table. I don't know what he's doing. He's brushing the table, and he's confused as to why I'm filming him. He's just, like, like super confused, and then I slowly don't care about his, his gestures at all and just pan to you sitting there, and you're like, I'm just chilling. <laughs> and it cuts. That, and those yeah. happen a lot. Like, Miss You Lawrence. 
Mm. You put down the shovel. Yeah. Miss you, Lawrence. So if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the Valhalla videos, this is where I put in the plug and you will YouTube search Valhalla videos. Maybe we'll do it later. Maybe. And we'll pull one up on there. Yeah. Uh, New Girl in Town is good. And then we could also show the when you went to uh, Ushuaia. Ushuaia, This yeah. is a big part of the career and the path that you're on right now. I think so. I think that I... So I... I personally believe that I have not done a good job at continuing the storyline and allowing people to really understand all the things that I have done. And I feel like I have to bring that back. I have to like do more like this, exactly like this, where I get to talk about those things because there are gaps in the timeline of people who are paying attention because I switched brands, right? Like, Yeah, but that's not the... The guy who I was talking with today... He was like, oh, he, he was a professional BMX rider, okay? Yes. And uh, he left the scene for a bit, kind of got vexed by a deal, went south, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes people in business, you got to give it your second chance, you know? Forgive and forget, and at least don't throw baby out with the bathwater. He goes back to the scene not too long ago, and he starts to realize that all the things that he had done in the past, even though they were with here and over there, gave him some sort of OG factor. Mm-hmm. And you cannot buy the OG factor. So yes, when you were in Oshiaga, uh, sorry, Ushuaia, <laughs> and it was now. It was the na- time, yeah. time and space now. now yeah. Your responsibility is yes to document, but no one, people give enough of a fuck as they're supposed to give. It's yes. not that big of a deal. Totally. But if you documented like you did, yeah, you could play that card five years, ten years, twenty years down the line, and every time you play it, it's stronger because you were there. Yeah. And nobody can go back there unless Gary they have a time v- machine. Gary V is uh, is constant on that. He's like, you know, part of the reason why I document and why I do daily V on this stuff. He's like, legit. It's because it's so that in five years <laughs> I can be like, I said that shit. I said that shit. So two ninety three. I said this thing, Muck, motherfuckers. You weren't listening. You thought I was wrong. It's 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 actually it's a His really show good means system. nothing when it's Gary V episode two. Gary V episode twenty. It means nothing. Gary yeah. V episode five hundred means the world. Yes. And if he gets. He just plows through, and I'm sure he did. Yeah. I'm sure he plowed through the first two years. Totally. But you plow through it, and at the end, it's like, yeah, that's Gary V. He always does that. He's consistent. Yes. I can bet on him. Yes. I could tell other people, Gary V's going to do this, and, and he won't let me down because he's fucking Gary V, and he's consistent. That's true. And this, to some degree, is actually kind of like season four of the podcast for me. Superhero Academy started as a podcast. podcast yeah. But is that you, season one? That's season one. There's no season before that? I mean, the season before that little is Valhalla. Little things. What about little things and stuff like that? Where that we never effort? put it out. But was we it never a podcast? It. No. It was never a podcast. It was just meant to be small, small. Small, little, short shorts. videos. Exactly. The goal was to make sh- small videos about little things that are exciting and interesting. Okay, and so we have to hold everything back. And we got it because we're just... For yeah. people, there's no context right yeah. now. I've known Mark for a long time but we've been in business together for just as long let's say and we need to just just put it out there so people understand we've started we did a business when we were 17 together Mm -hmm. mark taught me so much about business i've been an entrepreneur ever since Mm -hmm. and when we're talking about this we're talking about different businesses that he had started that i had witnessed Mm -hmm. so the little things was when you got film equipment Ironically, he's always been the guy with film equipment. So right now we're at the 
Boom. <laughs> We're literally in the in the in fucking studio in the studio over and, here. Uh, the yeah, story, story. It is. Uh, it's never. It's always been like this. You've always had the the equipment to document. I'm always leading edge on that. Yeah. That's the one and thing. That's what the, little things was. Absolutely. People cared about traveling back then. Yes. And it was ahead of the curve, though. It really was. It was always ahead of the curve. Vlogs about traveling did not smack everyone in the face yet. Not at all. And it could have been one of those things. I know, but I never... One issue is that you you always give yourself uh, what I call a crutch. When you give yourself a crutch, you say, like, oh, I could do it, but I would need uh, this help, that help, this person. Yes. And then you start taking away the power from yourself, and you give it to the other person. And then I get disappointed. And the other person lets you down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they might not see the vision of like, yeah. or they might not want the vision. Either way, it, it's a, it, the thing for me is that many times the vision is for me to actually create with other people. Because that's, a, that's the whole thing about like, even like the idea of freedom culture, for example, right? Mm-hmm. To empower and encourage all individuals to spread the unique gifts of the world. Here's the thing I found my gift. I know what my gift is. Like, we were laughing about it earlier. You're like, yeah, like, you're so good at sales, but now you have to like not sell. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I don't want to do anything to do with selling at all, ever. And you're like, and that's so funny because that's still going to sell. And then I was like, yeah, because that's my gift. And it's not because sales is my gift. It's because storytelling and being, I'm good at real talk. I'm good at going and looking somebody in the face and saying, hey, you know what? That thing that you're doing, first of all, it's either an opportunity or it's a missed opportunity. And here's, here's, Here's a little bit deeper of how you can go and do that thing. And, and I could think of even re- recently, like, so more context, German and I have been friends forever. He is a very good friend. He's, a, he's now an artist, a full-time artist. And um, this, is the, this is when we, we both worked at Valhalla together, which was a co-op farm that we started. Yes. And when we both decided to make our own revenue mm-hmm. outside of the co-op model, that's when I did art and that's when you did Superhero Academy. Exactly. Because what happened is as you live in community and you're creating community and you're building these eco-villages and all this stuff and you're sharing resources with a lot of people, the number one thing that starts to come up is a need for individuality, ironically, and a need for a, a way of earning income on an individual level that empowers you to continue to have your own specific voice without always having to go through the politics of community. I think the real crux of it is that one, your big trait is leadership, not salesmanship and all that stuff. I it agree. It comes from leadership. When mm. someone understands that you're like, this is a good idea for X, Y, and Z reason, you're leading the decision making. Yes. And if they truly believe you as a leader, they'll adopt the philosophy. And our philosophy, I think at Valhalla, was that me and you are a little more capitalistic, not in a, in a bad way, but... Valhalla had a was running more as a closed system, yes. more communistic, using the resources that it itself had. When we were like, oh, we can get outside resources, and not even necessary. We don't even need the inside. We don't resources. need. To, we don't want to use up the well. The, and it was almost uh, out of selfishness, or sorry, selflessness, that we wanted to do that because I knew that Valhalla didn't have enough resource to pay for me and everybody. Yeah. So if I were to step out a little bit and then go get the resources here, bring resources to something like Valhalla, then I could be helpful in that way. And you and did, I still, and it's, it was super helpful. I mean, it, it empowered... I truly believe that m- the, the marketing mindset that I had at the time of running a marketing agency, teaching everybody video like allowing us to all like be better at our craft and mm-hmm. actually learn on other people's dollars all the while bringing in dollars and then living in community, sharing, having all those beautiful experiences. 
I mean, to me, Valhalla was the best time of my life. I mean, was it not 2012? It was 2012, yeah. Was it not the end of the fucking world? Or at least the world as you know it? For... It, dude, it pretty much was. Yeah. You moved out for the first time. Yes, you I moved out. You lived with roommates for the first time. This is a, this is a totally different world. And, and, then from and not there, even just in an apartment, in a fucking five-bedroom house... That was cost two grand a month, which at the time was was fucking crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a yeah. bit much for Montreal standards. But it, we, but it wasn't, but it well, it was it was a bit much for the average person who moves out at twenty three or yeah, whatever at it was. Age, yeah, yeah. But 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 it, but but it turned into Fight Club. I think that certain individuals went into that house, boys, and came out men. That's what I think. Yeah. And. Uh, that's a powerful, powerful situation when that happens. Because I've seen it time and time again where it doesn't happen. Totally. We, it was definitely true. We definitely became mature, way more mature through that. I, I'm still going through that transition in some ways. I still feel like I'm turning into a man and I'm about to turn 30. Mm-hmm. But, but that, <laughs> that's a whole other story. Uh, and this podcast, technically, I'm already 30 if you're watching this. Uh, this podcast <laughs> launches on my 30th birthday. Not this particular episode, but the whole thing. Oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm 31 and you're turning 30. I'm 30, 30. So you're about to hit the big dirty 30. So the conversation is about to take a totally different little it's, side note. The, how do you feel? Do you feel like you accomplished enough moving into 30? No, of course not. That's a good feeling and a bad feeling sometimes. Tell me uh, why it's good. Uh, why, it's, why it's good. No, I, I mean, I think the, okay, so I was saying this, the, uh, I was in Vermont this week, and, and I was saying this about how I believe entrepreneurship is an addiction, and that essentially, the you most- You an addiction. Okay, sure, but what I'm trying to say is, most people get into entrepreneurship or freelance work or whatever it is, and are artistry, creatives, whatever, they do it to try and be free. Essentially, they're saying, I'm going to do a minimum amount of work to get me to a position where I feel comfortable- and have as much free time as possible so that I can do other things and balance out. I can work on my body. I can work on my own art. I can do whatever. I can play video games, whatever other thing that they want to do. Mm-hmm. They want to run. They want to cycle, whatever. Sounds like the life. It is the life. I th- I'm envious of those people in their ways. For me, the life is, oh, I did this achievement. Now, how do I go even crazier? How do I go even further? How do I create even more? How do I now? And then the thing that happened for me is I became free. When I went to China and I went on this journey and I sold my first business and I and made it. I made it through the financial crisis. I made it through $20,000 of overhead a month with South Park Skate Park, which I have, I still to this day have no idea how I did it. Pogos, <laughs> man. Slagging the pogos. <laughs> <laughs> Selling pogos to 12-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, and, and it's obviously it sounds bad. We were running an indoor skate it park. Was it was fucking time, sweet. People. It totally was a different time. Number one, <laughs> Whole Foods wasn't a thing. But but the no, but I mean, it, yeah, it, it was totally different back then. Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, it was twenty two thousand seven, two thousand seven. The the world was just super different. YouTube was just coming out. iPhones just hit the market. Yeah, think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so you go you go into that. And the, the, my challenge for me is that I found my freedom and then all I wanted was other people to have that freedom and I had the guilt of being a white, male, suburban, like, quote-unquote, privileged person, kid or whatever, and everybody treated me like that all the time. And they're like, oh, well, you can run South Park because you have money. 
and your family has money or this, that, whatever it was, right? Mm. And I was like, no, that's not why I'm making it. And that was the whole thing. And then I was like, well, what if I just like start from zero? I'm like, what if I start Valhalla with nothing and adopt something that I want to try? And I'm going to, I'm going to start with no knowledge in this field and I'll go right into it and I'll prove just how, how savvy I can be. And I think we did that. I don't, I don't know. think it. I don't think it mattered if it was Valhalla or anything else because consistency over time would show your savviness. Yes. Like, ooh, was it really that? Or and especially with Valhalla, uh, there's no no one could privilege you with that business move, which is oh, like, fuck oh, no. there's gonna be a green rush. And everyone's going to be eco. And for some reason, I'm telling you this now, seven years before it happens. You know what totally. I mean? Like, it's not and, and that even, savvy. As, dude, people, our friends didn't even understand. Not it. even close. Even to this day, they don't, they understand, still don't understand it. They still don't understand it. And in, I don't want to say 50 years, because 50 years, they'll be dead. They'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, uh, in 20 years, it's like, th- there will be nothing to be said. It will, of course. They'll... Nothing will have to be I'm said. I'm already being just, proven right by just the green rush of the green rush of Canada, weed being legalized, like all this stuff. It's like, oh, you want to start growing weed now? Cool. Remember that greenhouse? Cool Remember that greenhouse I set up over there? Like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I've been talking about the four home runs of Valhalla for the longest time. Number one, real estate. The location of Valhalla is a phenomenal spot. I think the price value, mm-hmm. even if I do nothing, will rise. Straight, straight. I understand real estate in that term. It's butter. Number two, holding costs are super low. It, it also included in that. Farmland, transitioning farmland to, to uh, uh, communal farmland, essentially co-op farmland, being a farmer, all that stuff is going to be more and more in. Number, th- number two, the organic rush. All fucking products are going to be organic. Like, more and more. Not all of them. They'll always be the and non-organic. Local. Yes, but people want local... Better sourced, better, healthy, healthier people options. People understand out there that people are buying a dozen eggs from us for $6, and they're going out of the way to drive to the farm and only pick up eggs. This. We don't even sell milk and again eggs. Do <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that a chicken makes an egg every, every other day? day. You, if you feed every them good, yeah. feed them good in the summer, they'll do it every day. No, no, but, every other day. Give come take. on, but this we have, is a money-making machine. We have just under 200 chickens at this point. But the, but so, but okay, but, but so then the, the other home runs were carbon sequestration and legalized marijuana. Okay, but you didn't even name the real one, which, which is, is community. No. What? The credibility that comes with starting that's something that that's awesome. Yeah, well, that's okay, my long term play and that like your long term play, maybe superhero academy, maybe you have something in your sleeve that I don't even know about. I do. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about it on this podcast. Okay, cool. So I'm telling you about one of mine. <laughs> it's good. One of mine when I left Valhalla was that I had helped build the character development at Valhalla, and I could still do that. But one problem was me behind the camera, I couldn't develop my own character development. Mm-hmm. And I have the most character and the most charisma. I give you that. So what I plan on doing was taking over the art scene. And then flipping the art scene focus on Valhalla as the ultimate piece of art. So my art in the end is not going to be on a canvas. It's going to be something that all the other artists can't even it's like do the biggest or have. Canvas of all time, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, you guys thought that was my art, and you were trying to catch up or whatever. Check this fucking fifty-year-old walnut tree, bitch. <laughs> And it'll hurt. It'll hurt. It was a long-term it'll bet. It'll show the savviness. It was a long-term bet, and only now are we in long-term territory from that time. That time was 2012, 
now we're 2018. We are year six, really year three-ish of production, but year six of the existence of this project. And only now are we seeing the first apples on the fruit tree, physically and metaphorically. Mm-hmm. AKA, I believe that we planted the seeds of something that will forever empower us um, and as long as we're willing to continuously give back to it. Yeah. We still need to go and trim the, the, the leaves and, and take care of the things that are there. And I do, for me, it's, a, it's like a ritual. It's like a, a pilgrimage every Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And it's a pilgrimage of my cash. It's my, you know, like people give 2% of their portfolio to, to charity. This is my charity. But it's, we literally started the charity, <laughs> closed it, turned it, you know, started a nonprofit foundation, turned it into a, a co-op so that we could democratize it. So, so that we can continuously further get away from the fact that it's like, well, no, but you started it. It's your land. It's your money. And it's like, you can pull the rug under. And I'm like, guys, why the fuck would I do that? Like, I mean, and I get it. I get it. Every person in Valhalla's had that moment with me because they had to. Yeah. And it was smart that they did. And it's clearly past that time. I mean, my personal stake on that is if you sold it, you would make the money uh, in the real estate that you earned. Sure. And let's say uh, I lost any investment. Let's say fruit trees. Let's say you sold it for some reason and I'm not going to get bank on the fruit tree that's going for the sale of the land for some reason. Sure. I mean, it's a very small thing to worry about at the moment. I'm... Personally, agree. And a lot of times, I've seen, I've witnessed people at Valhalla dig up patches of plants that weren't ready yet and sold them for cash money, and they never planted those. So it's very strange for some people to be worried about another person selling land when they themselves when they're will willing do, to when they're willing to take my put profits. it this way. Put it this way. <laughs> the reason why they're willing to the reason why they're worried and the reason why anybody worries about it's, anything it's, it's because they would have done it. They they have that yeah. thought. Which they is like, this thought. is why you're not in control of the land. That's Because you're fucking weird. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point. The, the, the reality, is, and I like that you, what you said, is like, you're not a sales guy. I, I wouldn't even say that I'm necessarily an entrepreneur. I am, but I'm, I wouldn't. That's not how I made my decisions. How I made my decisions is I said, where is, where is where's something cheap now that won't be cheap in five, ten years? I mean, this is the secret to real business, guys. The actual hustle is things that are cheap, yes. things that are not going to be cheap for long. Well, what the fuck else is business other well, than no, but a lot you of take people, something and you flip it for more fucking yeah, money? Yeah, but a lot of people are on the elementary level of like, double your money. Oh, sure. double your money. Okay, then hustle all day long for eight hours a day and you'll double your money. But there's people out there that 10 times their money, 40 times their money. Well, that's real business. And that's when you, yeah, but you find out what you're passionate about and then get into the nitty gritty of it and one thing you'll find will be like 20 cents. And people will totally. be selling it on the street for two bucks. Guess what? That's ten times your money. I I did that with Pokemon fucking pins, like legit. Oh, I went to Super Mercado. Mark has been doing this since he was a forever. kid. Forever, little yeah, forever. Okay, so go. I literally had a Pokemon piz, pin business where I would go to the local Super Mercado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a basically a, 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 a not a thrift it's store, a but flea a market. Flea market. Yeah, flea market. I would go to a flea market and they had these Pokemon. Pins and at the time, Pokemon was like the fucking thing, yeah. right? And here's the catch: Supermarketo is only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and your parents ain't gonna bring you. So Mark had the <laughs> business in. I had to fucking, I had to hustle. Yeah. So, so all the kids couldn't get access to the thing, but then there was this like craze of people collecting everything Pokemon because they thought it was all gonna be valuable, like Beanie Babies and shit, right? 
So I go to the Super Mercado and I find these Pokemon pins and I'm like, how much for them? And he's like, a dollar. I'm like, what if I buy like all of them? He's like, 25 cents each. And I'm like, what if I buy like more? Like, what if I like order a shit ton? And he's like, okay, I'll give you like 20 cents each. AKA this guy's fucking, he thinks he's winning. He's like, oh, I'm getting them for 10 cents or 15 cents. I'm just going to hustle them and pass them out. I'm like, that's why you work at the flea market. And that's why I'm going to take this shit. And I went online. I, I was a kid, so I couldn't. I had to make my dad open up a eBay account, put his oh, credit card, shit, all that stuff. This is for real. Oh, dude, it's straight, straight hustle. It wasn't even hustling to my friends. I did to that the, too. To, no, I did to streets. Players. I did to streets, bro. I did. I mean, I talked to streets, meaning the internet. Yeah. As it's. Like, this is, like, eBay before by PayPal. No, eBay, like, if anyone's out there who doesn't know, eBay was the legit It thing. was Amazon before Amazon. Oh, it was it was the best. Yeah. It was for real garage sale. Yes. And actual people running small businesses. Now it's, like, Alibaba and, fake. And, and, well, the thing is now it's all about, like, buy it nows. So it's a per, it's, it's just a, it's a transaction. People on Alibaba just on eBay. Yes, totally. Just trying to front that they're on eBay. And nobody else is there because of that PayPal insurance thing. Totally. Where if I sell it to you, you could be like, oh, I didn't get it. And then you get your money back and my shit. Yes. So I ain't on eBay. <laughs> I mean, look, eBay's still around, but, it, but it, the point it, no, is... No, but it really crushed a lot of sales. Oh, totally. I mean, it's not... Yeah. It's not... It's it, not what it used to be. It's not... You, it, at the time, it was an innovative thing. Now it's lagging behind, in my opinion. Amazon's mm-hmm. the, the innovator. But, the, but, but where, where that happened is I was selling them for five bucks online or i'd start i'd start a bid like a like a thing and i'd just let them sell for whatever price but then i added a shipping fee of five dollars so even if i sold them for a dollar which i still made four times my money that's not a massive it's it's a low-end product though but i was making five bucks on the shipping and the shipping was fucking super cheap because it fits in an envelope it's a fucking pin Mm -hmm. so i was shipping them out for like a dollar and i was charging five and then i was making whatever i make on the bids Based on whatever people want, but if it was like a Charmander, because it's a five dollar bill. But if you're doing the double your money scenario, where that's a ten dollar sale on a five dollar product, dude, I've had every business. Hard. I had businesses. You know when you go to the grocery store and you could throw your your change in a machine and it counts it for you. Yeah. I had a business where I bought my grandmother gave me fifty cents or fifty bucks, and I bought a cash machine. My, I'm, in fairness, my dad talked me into it. He says, "Why don't you buy this cash machine with your money instead of this other thing, a Radio Shack and uh, this game, like, whatever, like Nintendo game or whatever." I was like, what the fuck? Why are you? What? I didn't say what the fuck. I was an eight-year-old or whatever. But I was like, why would I do that? And he's like, because if you, count, if you buy this and you count all my change for me, I'll give you 10%. And I was like, hmm. And then I did that, and I started doing it for my neighbors and my mm-hmm. dad's financial friends, and he would like, he just kind of walked me around the block once, and then I started doing it on my own. And I got so busy that I hired my brother, and I bought like him a thing, and I'm like, okay, start counting with me. We'll go fast. I'll give, I'll give this you. This is the first business, eh? Oh, dude, everything I sold. No, but that was the first business. That was the first, yeah, I mean, beyond like If you guys are stands. out there and you're listening, um, if you're listening and you feel like, oh, there's no way, I, I haven't been like that, so there's no way I could develop that kind of hustle. When I met Mark, I wasn't like that. That's true. And the whole thing is, is it's a drug. There's a dopamine serotonin release. Yes. And if you get hooked on your own stuff and yeah. your own supply... You are going to hustle. You are going to hustle, exactly. And that's, and that's the whole thing. And that's what I was saying. Something. And that's what I was saying earlier is that as an entrepreneur, I'm an addict. I'm an addict. Hey, your dad gave you the bug. Uh, totally. When he said, buy that thing, I'll give you 10%, he might have known what he was doing the whole time. Sure. I'm not sure how much he knew that that would turn into all the things, but it turned into all the things for me even when I played like, dude, I played Star Wars Galaxies, which is the first MMO game, right? Multiplayer uh, mass online game or whatever. 
whatever whatever they stand for MMO or whatever. But the but the um, even in that, I like set up a, a guild and then I opened up a community on the fucking in the game and then I became an architect and I started getting plans engineered and I had a weaponsmith and then I had a, a vendor and so people would come to my house in the game and literally buy shit from my vendor and I would use that to go and sell the shit and then I started selling it on eBay again and I started making like real dollars off this mm -hmm. shit and I was like I've always had this mentality and I think what Germ was saying is it, like what he described is the effect of what happens that keeps you in it. But yeah. the real shift is a shift of mentality, which is most people work right now where they're saying, I'm willing to trade my time for, for money. my money. Yeah. And, and that is cool. And it's okay. It's and not cool. It's not cool at all. It's the spell that is on our society. The spell of time, which is not real. Gregorian time isn't real. Sure. Okay. If you check out astronomers, ask them if they're using Gregorian time, they'll laugh at you, bro. You want to know when the stars are going to align? It ain't on Gregorian time. It's fake. It's for the... It's so that when you wake up in the morning, there's the sun and you go to work and, it's, and the sun goes down when you're done work. Okay. And the second thing is money. Yeah. And when you link those two spells together, that time is equal money, then you actually put yourself in a mental cage. Well, see, what I'll say is time equals value. Your most valuable asset is your time. Mm -hmm. So how you spend that time has a, a, some level of value. Now, you do have to have a mix of short-term thinking and long-term thinking. You can't just make all bets long-term and expect that you're going to do okay in the short-term. You might be able to float it, but most of the time you're not going to do that. If you start diversifying, like I'm going to make some long-term bets, aka I'm going to plant some tomatoes, and I'm going to plant some lavender, and I'm going to plant some fruit trees. All of those things are going to have different yield periods. Okay, okay but you know, like, yeah, we're great at gardening, but let's do it in m normal people but, shit. So, but, so the reason I'm saying it in gardening is that tomatoes grow, they're annuals. Okay? I know, I know, I know, but let's do it in normal people shit. Okay, normal people shit. No okay, problem. you got to worry about your rent. Okay, so you got to worry about rent. That's the short term. Sure. So right? the short term is you're going to go trade some level of value that you have. Whatever that value is, most people have the value of time. It's the most democratized thing. Of course, yeah. That's why Wash we trade my that. dishes with your time. Totally. So we, so we trade that time for that cheddar. Mm -hmm. Done. Understood. You have to do that somewhere. I still do it somewhere, too. The difference now, I, I value, the, no, but I value my shit so high, it's ridiculous. This, yeah, but this yeah. is the big secret in business. Yeah. Your time is valuable, and the more time you put into something, the more valuable your time becomes because you build experience in that field. Yes. When you started uh, talking to people about business, who gives a fuck what an 18-year-old has to well, say? Well, and you wouldn't have paid me a lot to know my business wisdom. No, no. Yeah. you'd be fucking, if anything, you'd be the apprentice. Oh, of course, I was the You know apprentice. what I mean? And eventually, oh, the apprentice picks up a few things, puts it in his back pocket. Eventually, totally. his magic bag grows, mm -hmm. and you start paying just to look inside that magic bag. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, it's so big that he doesn't even need to sell it as much. He just sells you the morsels. Hence, Superhero Academy. Yeah. So, the real thing in, in, in the business world is your time is valuable. And, and if you start keep putting it in the same... Into, yeah. Yes, if you keep putting it into the same piece of art... And the same skill set, your work will be, become more and more valuable. And it's not true that it's not, it doesn't go with everything. You know, wash, keep washing dishes, you won't become the ultimate dish washer. So sure. choose wisely, don't, you know, yeah. don't let society choose for yeah, you. Yeah, there are certain jobs that are dead end jobs, without a doubt. Yeah, and but, you're, but, if but, you're doing but them, other if you're listening to this and you're doing them right now, you're strictly doing it because you need short term cheddar. And you're not thinking long term, and 
You deserve better. But even you if, know you deserve better. But even if even if you're doing it, let's say you're stuck, right? Like you're in this position, you have to be working that job, washing dishes, because the only thing you have right now. Understood. And where are you putting that extra one, two, ten percent of your time? Because you're not working all the fucking time. Like I'm, I don't care who you are, unless you're a single mom with three jobs, you got time. Okay. Like you have time. I think we should ask the two. Okay. I put myself in that shoes, and you put yourself in that shoes. Okay, so Mark, you're working at Pizza Hut. Sure. Um, what do I start doing? You're working. You're working twenty hours a week. Okay, so like rent's pretty tight. You actually have to do a little side hustle on the side. Sure. But I'm not telling you what the side hustle is. Go. Yeah, you have to get out, and you have to get out of Pizza Hut, and give me the time frame for it. I have to get out of Pizza Hut. I mean, the fastest. Like, so the first thing I would start doing is who do I know, and who do I know that I can support right now, where I can put in that extra twenty hours a week to have a full-time job, even if it's working for free. First thing, where can I go work that I know I can mobilize and learn a lot from somebody, and even if I have to do it for free, I'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's my first piece of advice. So become, get a master, become an apprentice. Become an apprentice, exactly. Yeah, if you Find want, a mentor. It's actually not the path I would, I would <laughs> I'm going to describe, but that's, an ex, that's such a smart path. It's the, it's the soundest, safest version i'm not saying that that's necessarily what i would always do sometimes i would i'm the type of person to pull a trigger on something because i'm just a fucking quack Mm -hmm. i'm just so i'm so i'm naive to the point where it serves me yeah it's it's a (laughs) weird form of confidence exactly it's a weird form of confidence had i known how much work valhalla would have taken i'm not sure i would have started (laughs) oh yeah i know eh? it's really it's really the naivety it's really the naivety yeah because i'm fire I'm fire, so mm-hmm. I just burned into into some position, and I wasn't really sure exactly what that position was, but I knew it had to happen. And I, yes, I had some rationalization as to the longer term plays of that thing, but it wasn't that I didn't think all of that out. You know what I mean? It's not like people like people treat me like, "How did you know?" And I'm like, "Well, one step at a time." Yeah, and here's the other thing: is that you have it, hunches, it, but it's one step at a time. Yes, and. Surfing waves is always like surfing waves. I don't know what wave is coming, but what I know is how to surf a wave. So the fundamentals are always the same. I don't know, even if I'm a UFC fighter, I don't know what my attacker is going to do. They're a, a free-willed person. They can throw a kick like they could throw a right hook. I have no fucking idea, but I know how to deal with either or because mm-hmm. I've put in the work on the fundamentals. So if something is going to go wrong in my business, and it happens all the time, I had a client this week where there was like a, you know, a scandal, this thing, I'm not going to mention who or anything, just a thing, it was a, there was a scandal. They got kicked out of a community, there was like some wrongdoing potentially with women, it was an inappropriate thing. Turns out it wasn't, it wasn't, like it wasn't as serious as it sounded, but either way, it was this thing. I was about to lose a, for me, what represents to my agency $7,500 a month. Every month. That's like cheddar to hiring multiple people. Okay, but hold on, like, just so I understand the situation. Yeah. Uh, the client had done something potentially wrong. The client did wrong, something wrong, and, yeah. and then they had lost their revenue, so they couldn't they, No, no, no. They, they lost reputation, and it, their reputation... Okay, this, I mean, this is a tangent, honestly, but the, but the reality is, what I'm trying to say is the client did something wrong. I'm, I'm double-teaming this with another agency, and I'm a representative of that agency. You know the agency. They're out in Victoria, yeah. okay? They don't want to represent that client anymore because the client has a now had this tainted reputation because of this random thing. Mm-hmm. 
And it was, turns out it wasn't. It was overblown, way overblown. It always happens. Always the well, not always the case, but this is this is the. But this, this is, is a scenario new now. scenario of Kurt, 20, 2018. It's a real thing right now. Yeah. The Me Too movements, all that stuff, and all of the, there's tons of legitimacy to all those Me Too movement things. And there's lots of people who have dealt with real problems. This was a mild version of a problem. I'm not saying what he did was inappropriate, and I'm not sure that it's like ending career like ending contract worthy like it's it's really not that bad he basically said to some woman that he finds her attractive and he's like a 70 he's like a 65 or whatever year old you know anyway this is yeah 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 no but i feel you and in this scenario like you're trying to weather the storm well so what i'm trying to talk about it doesn't end the career does it for this man is he no is he okay i mean it's still playing out kind of yeah but but the reality what i'm trying to say is it was a th- th- the only reason I'm telling the story <laughs> yeah, 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 is the fact that it was a curveball, and I don't know the curveball that how am I supposed to predict in my business that he's going to say gonna, this woman's attractive and I'm going to drop out seven thousand five hundred bucks <laughs> out of thin air like oh by the way this contract is going we're going to cancel the contract and I'm like th- not the client said that the other agencies wanted okay. to cancel the contract they're like because of this because n- 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 of reason. the reputation because okay. of their reputation because they're still going they're after other clients we're yeah. linked yeah. Yeah, of course. If somebody finds out that you're working with, look, if you're working with Brett Weinstein or you're helping Bill Cosby right now in 2018, you're fucking not going to look so hot. You know okay, what I mean? Look, That's just the reality. I'm anyway. I'll tell you guys the secret. The secret <laughs> to not get sexual harassment suits. Are you ready? Don't do it. <laughs> you got to treat your women right. Yeah, how about that? How about like, <laughs> don't be a fucking dick? How about, how about that one? But in some situations, though, and I've had it happen to friends, a girl will... Pull we'll a lose a, yeah, she'll pull a card. Let's just put it that way. She pulls a card, and uh, society has not gotten to the point yet where we call someone out I'm pulling for cards. pulling the card when... Because yeah. this, is, this is a character assassination. This is a huge deal. This That's is something problem. that, like, as we're talking about OG factor shit, this could be something that haunts you for three years. Totally. And it's a I mean, statement. You never know. It was a statement. And, and, how, and how do you... Like, somebody could come out of the woodwork and say some bo- total horseshit. Out of, I, about can post, I can make an, a fake account, post totally. on your website right now, totally. that I'm Samantha and you did this and that. And, dude, if, if a client sees that, what does it, it matter create, if it's real or not? It could create Honestly, massive Honestly, what does it matter if but it's that real was the whole. that was the exact reality of this situation. They didn't even know the facts, but they're like, we have to probably drop the client. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, wait a second, guys. Like, there's, there's, we probably have to and in total, And in total. I don't have the I wish that's an actual I quote. Know. I don't it, have the facts, but we probably have to quote. Quote. It is an actual quote. <laughs> but the thing was, the thing is, and, and to combine, it's a $16,500 a month contract. And I'm like, that's a lot of, that's a good, look, it's not the biggest contract I've ever had. It's not the craziest thing, but it's like, but it's still fucking. It, now wheels will come off the train. For multiple people. No, and it's not, I'll figure, I'll, I'll survive. I'll be fine. But I, mean, I might have to lay somebody off or something. I might have to be like, oh, sorry, that contract that we had a whole, like we had, four more months to at minimum to do it just ended out of midair like that's a problem that's a it's a big business problem anyway mm. point being how it, to deal with curveballs is what we're where we're at exactly and dealing with curveballs is part of entrepreneurship and more importantly entrepreneurship is a lifestyle and a mindset yeah it is a mindset in which you become an investor at all times you realize that look me investing in this equipment is about more than the price of the equipment I understand that this is the next trend. I believe 
that what we like, I truly believe, and this is part of the announcement I want to tell you, I believe we have to revive Dreamcatcher, but it has to be a mobile show. And it's mobile Dream- in the sense that it's like this? Hold on. So Dreamcatcher, to provide context, oh, is yes. German and I made a show when I started uh, marketing. I started my first marketing agency, and it's still running today, called WSV Media, which stands for why simply because... But hold media. on, but hold on. We did a business together at South Park. Yes, You ended T-shirt up business. selling... We won't go into the story there, yeah, we but sold Mark the sold it escaper. and left yeah. and fucking ran away to China <laughs> for God knows how long. How long? Two months? Well, I was gone and the whole trip was three and a half months. So three and a half months. Yeah. Which like back then it was like... That was a lifetime for yeah, me. Yeah, there wasn't, I was that, a 21 there wasn't, that, many, I never wasn't left. that many long-term trips. Like Nobody that. did that. No one did that back yeah. then. Then after it became more of a deal, but still three months is a decent stay. And he comes back with this idea of why simply because... Which is to reverse engineer building a community first, then building products later. Like, people were like, how are you going to monetize? How are you going to make money? I'm like, I don't need to make money. I just need your attention. Once I have your attention, somehow I'll figure out how to make money. But that wasn't the point. The point was, how can I be innovative and interesting and gain attention? Mm-hmm. I've, the, my business operates on, I have your attention. Therefore, I have an opportunity, not just for me. To promote germs art, to promote whoever the fuck, it, it's not. I don't see like I, I don't. You're watching this. I don't like. It's. I'm not trying to get money out of your wallet. I'm just trying to entertain you. I'm trying to provide value for you. And if I provide value for you, you give me that value back mm-hmm. somehow, somewhere. It might be four years from now where you're like, you know what? I should have listened to you four years ago on that podcast when you told me I should stop washing dishes. Maybe that's how. Or maybe it's like you listen to this right now and you're like, what the fuck, Superhero Academy? And you go look it up or do whatever. I don't know and I don't care. That's not the point. I'm doing this for me, but what I'm, but all of that to, to be said is that I, so we start, I, I was reverse engineering an audience. And the thing that we did, we did a couple of little gigs and little ideas and we pulled off some stunts, basically, was what I would call them. Um, and, and, you know, and whatever. But then we did this show called Dreamcatcher. And I'll give you the floor on, on trying to explain what Dreamcatcher is. There's the logo up behind us here. I still have the original poster that you made mm. of it. But I'll give you the floor and trying to explain what it okay. is. This is where I totally want up Mark in my business savvy. <laughs> I go into the Rialto, the big theater. Did we the, both go in or you went in? We both go in. Yes. But I'm the one with the idea, and I'm telling you before, yes. that we're going to give them half the door, but the door's going to be free. Never tell him that the door is going to be free, but we'll tell him we'll give him half the door. But we ask him for the night. What we do ask him for the night that we're like, what's a night that you're closed? You're making no money right now. Yeah, yeah. We're coming at him like we're coming. We want a Monday night. We want a Sunday night. We got we wanted Sunday a night. Sunday night. We yes. got Sunday night because Tam Tams is around the corner. We knew that Tam Tams mm. was there. We wanted Sunday night. So we wanted him to admit that his Sunday night was dead. And then we'd be like, cool, we'll take your Sunday. Knowing that we could ship people from, from Tam Tams, which is a big park, Mount Royal Park, where everyone gathering. gathers on it's Sunday. It's the largest unorganized gathering in North America. Yeah, so. Really? Like, like every, every uh, weekly, an, an, reoccur- it's the largest reoccurring unorganized gathering. Yeah. Unorganized meaning there's no one lead. It and just we happens. just call it Tam Tams because people go there and drum play circles. drums. Yeah. And, but it, it, many other things happen, but that's one of the ways it's, it, you know, whatever. So anyways, the story is we go in there. We're going to basically bait this guy and tell him we'll give him half the door. He's going to lick his chops and then the door's going to be free. And He's he going to get, get nothing. And we're going to get a historical landmark building, opera setting, theatrical house. Theater. Yeah. Where I could go and sell that to real 
artists in Montreal yes. who are either they're quality enough to be on that stage or they long to be on that stage and then I can get them for free. So yes. then what I made was a gong show. Various acts, hopefully for 15 minutes. Yeah, we variety had some show. It's a variety show. Yeah. And we would keep switching them out. It wasn't just singers. There was no, all was, kinds of people. There was comedians. There was the yo-yo guy. There was there the, was the magician guy. guys. It's so true. There's a magician. There was a magician hypnotist. every show. There was, the hip, there was Spidey the hypnotist. We had epic meal time. Epic meal time on the first episode. So we did one. The owner found out that we gave the door for free, but we also were giving away Buena Nete free burgers. We gave out a free kitchen set. Yeah. Who could, like, the Epic Meal Time? We brought Epic contest. Meal Time. We brought 300 we did, people. We did a serious show. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And he still made money off the bar. Of course. he made. That's his game anyway. That was always his game. So he made his money off the bar, and he said, cool, I'll give you the rest of the summer. Yeah, he gave us three more version the three so we three did it up day. we did till september or the last of uh, august. end of august or something yeah. yeah yeah and then uh and then that was the end of dreamcatcher it was stressful because of our age yeah well we now were now at my age bro we could do it easy oh someone gives me fucking lip about staying on st- no one's staying on stage uh past 10 minutes no. nobody yeah I'm so, like, going on there and cutting your mic and, like, great job. It was our first time that we were uh, emceeing. It was our first time ever running a show. Yeah. It was our first time on stage. And then Running a kitchen? We were running a kitchen. We were running a fucking kitchen, too, we were, above all. We were running a door. We had, we had swag. We had shirts. We had shirts. We had shirts. We had a ticket system. We literally ran a whole fucking show without knowing how to run a show. And let's be real. Never having run a show. If and we someone, got fucking in the Gazette. Bro, we were, we were, were in, in the, the newspaper. Gazette. We were in the newspaper with our first show. Dude, if if, the, if someone juiced that show, and I believed it back then, if someone juiced or picked up on the show, yeah. it was the Montreal show. It was The Price is Right. We, yes. had, we would have the place stacked, and all we're doing is it's free, because, and you're getting free shit, but the, hopefully. But, but the reality was that it was a win-win-win-win scenario, which is the venue had a dead dead end on a Sunday night. The artists couldn't get a stage in enough of a crowd to ever book something like that. And Most photos, artists. And photos and videos and photos of you and on videos that giant and, stage. Exactly. And the reality is that we brought in all these talented people, combined all their forces, and said, this is viable only if we all show up. Yeah. And that was the genius of Dreamcatcher. <laughs> and this is the best part. I don't know if you've ever known this. I don't you know. You know how I organize things, right? Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or don't organize It things. was that, Mark. <laughs> it was that. It was like emails. I would email the world and be like, show up that day. Yeah. Show up that day. Yeah. And then and we had no idea who was showing up. I had no idea. All, all off the cuff. Yeah. Who it are was, you? What are you doing? It was germs. I'm going to put you on after this. And then in the end, like I had to tell maybe two people, yeah. ooh, there's not enough room. And yeah. then, and then, but that it was, was your the job. only yeah. way to run it. Yeah. It was your job to get the talent. It was my job to get sponsorships, to yeah. run the kitchen, and to run the video thing, and to make sure that the owner was happy. The mm-hmm. Rialto owner, Ezio, was happy. Fucking Ezio. He's still running that place for I'm sure. sure. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Good. What a funny guy. Most Italian, like but super was, classic Italian. That was a great learning experience. Yeah. And for us to be in the Gazette and all that stuff and to make a show that so, so here's nobody, the, nobody, I don't know anybody else in Montreal. So here's the reality show. of this culture that we were talking about. That's festival life right now. Festival, what we had made. It's, it's what festivals have turned into. Yeah. But in a, in a better way. Like, festivals are, you have more production, have higher ticket sales. Like, they're doing it pro versions. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's not a night. Yeah, I mean, we, were, we were 21 and it was our first show. Or you were 22 or whatever. Around you, that age. Oshiaga didn't even exist yet. 
Oh, no, none of it. They all didn't exist. We didn't have... We, the only festivals we had were Jazz Fest, Just for Laughs, which we did stuff at Just for Laughs. We did... We, anyway. Literally, We yeah. did crazy shit. Anyway. But the, but the... So all of these things were all to prove the point that we don't... You don't need to know how to do something to do something. You kind of have to be willing to commit to it. And an entrepreneur is just the type of person who's willing to take a risk. And That's put really yourself in there. You just mentioned it, but Montreal has one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world. Totally. Just for laughs. Yes. And because of Dreamcatcher and Spidey, Spidey hypnotized Mark or Diddy, it doesn't matter, because <laughs> Mark later got hit up and found out a Just for Laughs guy yeah. that was that was kind of like eyeballing Spidey to maybe give him a gig on this outside stage. Yeah. 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 Mark fucking saw that as an in and spoke to that guy. And then, and then what was the deal? You were basically like, I want to do a flash mob. No, the original deal, the original goal was I wanted to, we wanted to break a Guinness World Record. We wanted to build the world's the biggest hug? hug. And then we went from that to, well, what if we did the world's biggest game of Twister? And then we couldn't get Twister to sponsor it. Like to give the, us the no, twister. The mask. real deal was that Guinness wanted like six grand. Yeah, they to wanted just money to show up, just to show plus, up, to what plus flights, plus hotel. Yeah, so so it was like ten grand. Yeah, and then we we were like, ah, shit, we don't have ten grand. So we're like, fine, let's do a flash mob. And there's video of this flash mob online. Okay, so this flash mob is. Epic. And if you're the editor of this of this vlog, which is possibly me, run the tape. <laughs> <laughs> So this is super crazy. Basically, it took maybe 20 to 50 people. And with 20 to 50 people, Mark was able to get on a big stage. We ran music. So now when the music are coming uh, out of the speakers, people turned and faced the big stage. Yet there was only one man on the stage. Mm -hmm. This man started to do actions. And the 20 to 50 people that we planted started to copy those actions. And lo and behold... Everyone started, started to, to do it. those fucking actions, and you had hundreds of people who yeah. started to join in. It was a, and the, the song, well, the, the, the rec- first song was Requiem for a Dream, which is the song that started WSB Media because I was writing, I was listening to the same track over and over and over again during my final exam. And on the day of my final exam, I wrote a manifesto on the back of the exam, and then I went and did Mushrooms of Germ that night. And it was like a full moon thing. It was a crazy transitional. Mm. Uh, it was also the solstice, the 20, December 21st. Okay, now and he's then, rambling uh, about this because you take those little steps as an entrepreneur and you find out that life is magic. Yes. You find out that eventually you get to that stage where 200 people are, are mimicking your movements. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you thought it would be. Yeah. Just like everything in your life has been. Totally. It feels fake. <laughs> If, if, I saw your post recently, which is like, is it a fucking movie? Yes. And it is. Yeah. But you're the director. I am the director. And you had done those amazing things. And once you hit those amazing plateaus, you aim for higher and higher. And really what it does is it sheds the, the beliefs and doubts that you had that keep you lower. Yes. Like the fact that you got on stage and saw 200 people copy your movements, you it was know now. People, in, but yes. Inherently, you know. I just need 20 people to believe in me and the world will believe in me. And that's my current paradigm. So my current plan, my whole thing right now, like everything I can give advice on in marketing at the moment, it's given specifically the state of social media and more specifically Facebook mm-hmm. is it's all about the thousand true fans. It's can all about you, the rapport with the actual people who care. I shouldn't sell a single thing at this point personally until... And only if 
I can truly provide value on a consistent basis, meaning day to day, literally every day at this point too, because of the culture that we have, consume, yeah, yeah, consume, yeah, yeah, consume, yeah, yeah, yeah. 4,000 true fans. So until the day that my Instagram slash, you know, a all the things. gets 1.500 likes. Yeah, a thousand likes or a thousand shares, like, but, but without the, all the hacks, because right now, look, my personal, I don't know if you've been paying attention at all. My, my personal Facebook page went from 400 followers to 19,500 mm-hmm. right now, as of this moment. Hacked or Facebook algorithms changed a bit? Hacked, hacked because I just have good distribution. No, no yeah, fake yeah, likes, yeah, no yeah, fake yeah, anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing is fake. It's all organic shares. It's no Facebook ads, none of it. Mm-hmm. Legit, my content with captions and a title, just the, the, you know, optimized for Facebook you know, because people listen without words or whatever, or without uh, sound and just shared just because I have access to these bigger pages. And I'm because I'm selling their things for other clients and running a marketing agency, I get the benefit of using it from time to time for myself. The big play moving forward. If you're an entrepreneur is don't ever forget that, uh, an influencer role is what you need to be. Your marketing as an entrepreneur needs to be an influencer. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like, Try and wow an older person. An older person doesn't give a fuck about you if you're younger, okay? Nobody gives a fuck. That's no, the reality. No, no. The young people give a fuck. Well, yeah, sure. People that are younger than you are looking up to you. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. the person who's listening to me right now, okay? No, younger, young people really look up to you, and you need to remember that. If you're trying to wow an older person, you're doing it wrong. You do it for the youth so that they have a flagship, yeah. something to go towards, something to learn from. So if you just keep living the lifestyle properly and documenting it for the youth and not for the older people, eventually you'll get your OG factor. And I'll go have your thousand true fans. And that's dude, I'm telling you a thousand true fans come in the back end, not in the front end. I I, I completely agree. And the front end, the front end meaning older people, the older people will come in droves when they see that you have a thousand youth. Yes. They'll come in droves. Because they want youth in, in a they wanted youth. way. Yeah, they yeah. wanted youth, and then they saw you had it, and it's validation, and they're like, nah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 the, the funny, so the, yes, agreed with you, and I'll say don't document it to make a thousand true fans. Document it for your own nostalgia, and you'll have a thousand true fans even faster. That's, that's the, all. I'll go, I'll go one step further yeah, in yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah. That's, all, that's, that's all I want to That's so hard because like when you start – you have the imposter syndrome. You have the fake totally. it to your make it syndrome. Everybody has that. You have to learn like fake it till you to make go, it. You have to fake it the first couple times. And we fake the whole drone dream catcher thing. That's the whole point. The whole thing is that we didn't know it was going to work. So we were so unconfident that it was going to work that we made it free because we're like, hopefully we can get our friends to show up yeah. because it's free. That was the mentality we had. We were faking uh, the whole thing. Yeah, but back then we had less va- we placed less value on ourselves. Of course, because we you know didn't have mean? experience. Like right now, would I put in the time for chumps to not show up on a Sunday? Not because I'm worth more than that. Yeah. And Montreal's like that. Montreal's, hey, there's this super cool thing happening on a Sunday. Yeah, but until you have momentum. I'm stoned. Once yeah. you have once you have momentum, then it doesn't that, matter. No, that's totally different. That's yeah. totally different. So the late play of our game yes. is yeah. The late play of the game is that Dreamcatcher will eventually come back. And I'm saying it should and come back sooner will, rather than later. I, I don't know. I'd rather people beg for it and then we give it than... Well, they're not going to beg for it because they don't remember it. Obviously, it's it's obviously. not clear. Like, nobody associates me or you at this stage of the game. Well, maybe some people do. No, no. But, I just mean like beg for a 
of a new thing. Yes. A fucking theater show. Sure. And what I'm telling you is where they're begging for it right now is at festivals. And all the festivals, if I look at festivals, almost all the programming tends to happen at night. And all the, the focus is on what DJ is going to be on the stage. They're missing the, the, the in-between entertainment. That's the whole point. I know. Every single one I went to, it's like the artist doesn't even put on an entertaining show sometimes. They don't even bring on props. They literally just stand there like idiots. Yes. So if the DJ is not going to put on a show, who is putting on a show? Because Pink Floyd and Rolling Stones and all those big bands, they got big because they put on a show. And they also had cult followings like they didn't, Yeah, but Dead. dude, they didn't show up. Okay, no. Grateful Dead gave people LSD again. <laughs> they don't just show up and play their song. Do you think That's they planted stupid. the LSD in the ground? Yes, it was a CIA um, operation, actually. Oh, the, wow. Let's they, not go down that road. Yeah, road, yeah, we won't go down amazing. that road. But uh, the I would Grateful love to have Dead, Garrett here to talk about that. The Grateful Dead traveled the, the San Francisco Bay Area, California Everywhere. area, I mean, and they, they used to they bury pranksters and stuff like that, giving people LSD yeah, mm. at the show. And uh, that's why some people have such a... They really love Grateful Dead. Oh, it's If they it's saw a them live, yeah, crazy. if they saw them live, they're a cult following. I hate Grateful Dead. I think the music sucks. Maybe I didn't take LSD and listen to it. Yeah, I don't know enough about their music. Maybe they're priests of LSD and I have to take LSD and they'll initiate me into their weird cult. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, let's get off that topic. Yeah. No, but it, all this to say... I, so what I'm trying to say is that there's, there's what I would consider to be cheap attention... At festivals, and and if you're able to contribute to the festival in a gift economy like scenario, aka you're able to bring something to the table, like I did in in Costa Rica, and you're gonna see it now in February because I'm bringing you. Mm-hmm. You have to come. I mean it. You have to come in February, mm-hmm. and you'll see what I mean, and you'll know why I'm ta- why I'm saying we should bring back Dreamcatcher slowly, slow. I'm not saying like we have to host one now. I'm just saying that we should prepare. Dreamcatcher is the best because it was a 10-minute window where you didn't get bored. Yes. The guy would get the fuck off stage, and a new person would come on and tickle your fancy. But what's that's this what guy we about? Did. What's this but girl about? What are they going to do? But that's what we did in, in, in Vision. We had 10 to 12, 15-minute speeches. Some people went over, and that was lame. But the, but the reality is that yeah, like yeah. we were doing... Oh, that's great. Yeah. We just had rotation. So just like one after the other after the other, and then we had a schedule with the timekeepers. What's, what's really important in that is to throw in a comedian every so often. Well, what we you need... throw in things yes. that people didn't expect, I and went that's to, when... I went to TED Talk. Like, yeah, because I needed you, to I needed to switch it up, and that's why... Let's say we had a comedian, and then you come on stage. Yeah. Bro, if I didn't know, and if I don't know you, You're I don't know... I'm, I'm on edge. It's like, is he going to crack a joke? Yeah, and I'm listening more yeah. because I'm not sure if this guy's gonna crack so my, a joke on me. But it's just like the ADD culture of of social media. I have no idea what I'm gonna find on my newsfeed, so I'm just gonna f- scroll and see what's happening. This is the live version Until of that thing. Something weird. Sure, you. and that's fine. When the weird shit comes down, you're like, "Oh, this is a burlesque show. I didn't even know that was Dreamcatcher." Yeah, we had we uh, had so much. We people. had always burlesque, and once we had fat lady burlesque. That was great. That was yeah. I thought. I thought that was fat amazing. Lady. Nobody See, thought that that was no happening. No one saw that coming. Exactly. That it was, was the amazing. trip of the night. Yeah, and it was like their thing, and we're not shaming, we're not body shaming here, but it was just no, no, that it was, was just like that was their thing. That was what they called it. Like that was like I can't remember what, how they. It was termed in French, I believe, too. But the but girls. It was it was like plus size burlesque or whatever the fuck it was, right? Mm. But anyway, so so the the point was. The point is, that's what I'm talking about. The mix-up is the thing. It's like, this is the stage that nobody knows what the fuck is happening. But what it is, is instead of Dreamcatcher as a name or whatever, it's like, it's just random superpowers. Think about the idea of like, there's random people showing up and they're just, 
giving their superpower and we just collated it in a good way. In a sense that like we made a good mix. Like it wasn't like four comedians, then four burlesques in a row. It was like comedian, burlesque, jazz yeah, thing. You know what I mean? Like we made really, a good. We had really to, mess with them. Yeah. But I have a stage. I have a cheap stage. Yeah. And now if I keep. But we'd have to find out who the talent is locally there because we're not flying out talent. But no, they're flying to... themselves out. They're paying to come to the mastermind. Okay. They're coming. So it's more a matter of gain who is who and then they're mix all and there. Them. No, Dude. no, I mean like yeah. personality wise. Totally. Like you can't be after him because you're going to bore each other. Totally. Okay. That's it. I did Oshiaga last year and what I don't like about the, the festival scene is like, and maybe this envision. Oshiaga is different. Be, Dude, Oshiaga. It's different. I've been to both. Oh my God. It's a sea of consumerism. Oshiaga. I did a mural, and I swear to God, bro, there's a plaque that says my name. I kid you not, not even 1% gave a fuck about that plaque. So I'm there watching my art in a, in a mist of people, and I'm watching them really give not a give fuck. a fuck. Yeah. Really, like, it doesn't even cross their mind that a human painted that because they're at Oceaga where everything's fairyland and uh, they just paid because they paid $300, the consumeristic fairy fell out of the sky and painted everything and made everything fucking nice. Well, that's kind of how, I mean, yes. And you can restore that magic by building real community and stuff, by hosting pre and post events and getting people to know and, and interact with that artist to begin with. Well, in this that's situation, the difference. I, I, in this situation, I, we should have live painted. I don't give a fuck about an artist. Painted. I don't give a fuck about an artist that needed a week to do his mural. No. Great. He takes his fucking week and he shows but up the Envision, last day and does the Envision last Envision has live painting. You have to have live painting. But they do. They have an artist gallery, which mm-hmm. is non-live, aka you can have your art hung up. Yeah, just and then And then they have a bunch of live painting. And there's a bunch of it. They're doing it. I'm telling you, they're doing it right. They paint? They pay. They pay? I'm not, not everybody. Like, some pay, some don't. They, they deal. They, yeah, they negotiate. Yeah, I know, but I was like, because I talked to Chris about it. Like, would he be down if they pay? He went. He's done it. I think he's done. He's done it? I think he's done Envision. He's done Envision. Maybe he hasn't. Either way, I don't know if they pay. I, I know. They put it should. This in, they, in a certain situation, they definitely sell the, the big art. Wall, I'm pretty sure. Big shout out for the big artist. I'm, I'm very sure. I, like, look, for, from an artist like that, they'll pay. Because, look, they'll, they'll pay. people who follow Chris Dyer that'll be like, if they see Envision, they'll be like, oh, shit, I got to go to Envision now. If someone's fault, if someone's a, th- a true fan, yes. one of those thousand true fans, I agree, and they see you go to a place, and now they need to go to this place, even though you're not going to be there, dude. Then you need to pay for that. There's man. a reason why they're bending <laughs> over right now. They're they're so excited to work with me because I brought a theme camp, but I didn't just bring a theme camp. I brought 115 influencers. Yeah, I brought 115 people who have a variation from a hundred to a thousand true fans, if not more. All of them have a good gamut of that of that thing and they have some level of an online brand or personality whether it be a personal brand a coaching brand or a flag mm-hmm. you get what i mean yeah and so and so that is bringing a new culture of people who are going to come I, i'm telling you the festival now here's the thing if i make a road show if i build a tiny house basically okay with a speaker system and a stage and a podcast studio that i can drop at a festival and then say hey all your artists I want half an hour with all of them. But I'll make the content for free. You won't have to pay me. You won't have to film me. You won't have to do anything. But I want to own the content. And I'll shout out Envision. All of it. How much is that worth? You're making this? Why not? Which is a podcast? 
well, that's one of the things. Then I have the stage. Mm-hmm. Then I live stream it. Now I live stream it. I could sell the live stream to a sponsor. You want millions of eyeballs? No problem. We can distribute it too. I can share it on Collective Evolution, this place, that place. I can guarantee you the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. That's where the real money is made is in the ad when someone's chomping at the bit. That's Guys, it. if you're listening... This is the genius. Yeah. You're like hearing the genius you're- play out live right here. I'm literally giving you the secret. Once you have attention, then you have revenue potential, period. No matter what business you are in, you need attention first. A show is not worth anything unless people watch the and show. know about it. That, thank you. Mm-hmm. So every person, no matter what job you have or company you run, needs marketing. Why is it that all fucking companies have marketing budgets? It's because it's the get attention budget. That's all it is. Now, some companies are better off not doing wide attention, but doing sniper attention. Sniper attention meaning go on LinkedIn, find the guy who's a buyer for Walmart, and get them to know about our product, and then we'll sell the fucking product in Walmart. That's sniper. Yeah. And then there's the shotgun strategy. Send out a bunch of shit, see what happens, and, and whatever. We, I operate on more of a shotgun strategy because I'm just good at large-scale attention. Mm-hmm. I'm just good at manifesting that. Not... Not even just for me. I'm not. I'm still developing my my actual talent, my stage persona, Mark Angelo, which is my actual name. But my 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 coming from you know you know me as Mark. Yeah. And I I prefer that. I like that. But, I know that Mark Angelo is more of the speaker. Yeah, it's, it's the character. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but it's not a character that I've fully developed yet. Like what I mean by that is like I'm still. I'm watching it develop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely watching it develop. Totally. But but I'm still in that phase of development and i'm really like i know i'm really clear about it i know that i have to add comedy to my routine okay yeah tell me some of the traits of mark uh, mark angelo well so so the overarching term is philanthropist but what i think i need to add what needs to be added to this philanthropist meaning that he philanthropy combining philanthropy and entrepreneurship which are my two skills philanthropy a lot of people don't know is the uh, philanthropic it's it, investing in things that you actually care about and it's not necessarily about money money no. comes second so you do yes. it because it's the right thing to do and then you do it because it also makes money that's what a philanthropist sure. does where uh, where normal it, normal more, business is most like, of the time the philanthropists are and, trying to actually save money by just doing by saying look i'm going to divert money i would have given to taxes and now i'm going to give it to the to whatever cause i care about that's more, most, sure. most philanthropy, sure, I'm just yes. saying. Yeah. Because that's the easiest way to sell you if you make a lot of money. Is like, totally. you can have a tax credit. Yeah, here's a tax credit. It's the easiest thing. Here's a tax shelter by running this foundation, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. So, and, 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 you but know, whatever. those are traits. That's like what he does. Traits are like, who, if someone's like, oh, Mark Angelo is. Yes, sure. So, my, so, this, 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 I'm trying to figure this out, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm developing the character. Number one, the first thing, the one of the things that I do for sure is I rant. I drop truth bombs, and I'm good at dropping truth bombs. That we know. We know that every once in a while, I I get like flustered enough that I'm just gonna be like, "Fuck this shit!" Like this is the fucking answer, and I'm really certain. Mm -hmm. I'm and I'm I'm like naive to a fault, as I said earlier, right? So I, I drop truth bombs, and then with the truth bomb, I'm like pointing a finger, but I'm saying that finger, and this is what I'm going to do about it. That's the difference. I'm not just ranting for the sake of ranting. I'm not just going off on a tangent like a Bill Burr would. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to do something about it. If I'm going to rant, I will act. 
I will act in some way, shape, or form. Now, sometimes that's a big move. Other times it's a smaller move. But for the most part, if I'm going to rant, it's probably a bigger move. That's my hope anyway. Um, so that's one thing. I'd like, and this is the one that's the least developed, although it's my biggest interest, or it's been my biggest interest for the longest time, people who I love, right? Some of the people who I look up to, like the Jerry Seinfelds and the comedians of the world, even Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan really starts as a comedian, turns into a host of his show, and has a passion for UFC mm-hmm. and, and, and martial arts. Both those guys have something in common, though. Yeah, they have a show. What, what would you say they have in common? They worked really hard to be funny. Oh, fuck. And they yeah. actually aren't funny men, if you, if you can believe that. Joe Rogan is so good at comedy now because he isn't funny. And he had to work so hard. And Jerry Seinfeld, it's even worse. He's so not funny. But he points out things that are funny. He wanted to be funny so bad that, that he just worked at it. He figured endlessly. it out and he became the best. I think that's he what comedy is many times. He became the best and then fell off for a bit. And He's I don't know if you saw back. the documentary. Dodie's back. Did you ever see a documentary where he tries to get back on the road and get back to doing stand-up? And he's and he's the worst, and he has yeah. to rem- and he has to go through the paces, and he's like, I remember this. Yeah, I have seen. He remembers it. sucking, yeah, and then I've he remembers it. that it's, it's it. It's this a is, martyrdom. He had to rebuild. It's a martyrdom, and and that's what I love about comedy, and that's the another trait of Mark Angelo is I'm a martyr. I've been way? to be a superhero is to take on a a a a, a collective problem from an individual standpoint and understand that that comes at a cost of my own individuality. individuality. Okay, yeah, very true. But I think a big finding your purpose in life goes hand in hand with that. Your purpose is larger than you. Oh, yeah, so ultimately you have to find that. Sure. To find like if there is a reason for life it must be that. Well, it's the, it, that's, I mean, that's the ant, like, that was the answer that I came up with, like, why simply because. I don't, I'm not sure that there's one purpose. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I was born and I have some predestined thing. No, the purpose now, is the thing that you set out to do, the ego game that you play. It's just important that you play. I'm playing. You know what I mean? If yeah, you like, totally. oh, I renounce the ego and I sit and I fucking meditate, great. You're missing the greatest game of all. Sure. And you could play. You could play and you could be you could be jealous, you could be angry, you could be happy, you could be sad. That's the game. Mm-hmm. And you get to decide every time something happens whether how you're gonna take it. You could be a madman and laugh what? at the craziest shit. You could be the Joker. Yes. You could be chaos. Yeah. Or you could be you structure. Could be whatever it was. You could be Batman. Yeah. But as long as you have a character and that character stands out, then it's very interesting. Even Donald Trump is a character. If you think about it, dude, he's a he's the prototypical who, who is gonna letters him? in gold. Who the fuck is gonna beat him yeah. next election? You I'm have w- to have the ultimate he, character. He's like the version of Charlie Sheen, where he's just like, I'm winning, winning. But he's he actually done. isn't doing crack and winning. And he's just kind of where winning. Charlie Sheen has like you have some subtle flaws here. Is that crack? And is that Do you have hookers? HIV? <laughs> <laughs> and you have HIV. It's like you're kind of you're fucking up. But Trump, yeah, he's rich, even though he might sound. It doesn't stupid, even matter how rich he is. It doesn't even matter. It's the persona of how of course, rich he is. I don't really believe he's rich. He's got real estate. I mean, no. Now he's rich. Now, now he's it doesn't matter. Now, now it doesn't matter. Now, 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 now it doesn't 
Now he's going to write a memoir. You can't. He's oh, the my. richest person in attention. He's the wealth. He's one of the wealth. He's the wealthiest person. And, and here's what I, I could write I a link right now that goes, dude, what did Donald Trump do today? And I swear to God, I'll get 10,000 like smashing that link button. Guaranteed. What did he do today? What did he do today? Guar- guaranteed. And they'll all come and all, they'll all give make the news, attention. They all news. give the attention. And I, 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 I made the joke the other day on stage. And this is like a real speech. And it's probably already out. You can go check out Voice and Exit. Um, Mark Angela Capola, Voice and Exit. Type it in on YouTube or maybe I'll roll the Is it in Austin? Yeah, it's in Austin. Voice and Exit. And... Um, but you met Seth, right? Yep. Yeah, it was Seth, Seth's event. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I go up on stage and I basically say, you know, I don't know about Donald Trump and how good he is at real estate or not. You know, he's had some, he's taken some big L's or whatever. I'm like, but fuck me if he's not good at the other real estate, which is the attention real estate. He's fucking phenomenal at that thing. He's so good at just rallying the fucking, like just getting the troops riled up and just getting people every day freaking out. And I'm not every day. Every day, he's always got something. And we're writing about it. We're making him. We're making him a thing. And, and whether you hate him or you love him, it doesn't matter because you're, you're paying attention. Yeah. What if he didn't post all day and then, like, at night he's on the shitter and he's like, oh, shit, I didn't fucking rile people up. And then he tweets, he tweets something <laughs> stupid. And we're like, Kofefi? oh, he's so stupid that he's, he, look at him, he's tweeting on the toilet bowl or whatever. But, yep. like, what if he's so smart that he knows all he has to do is a tweet a day? I actually he, think he falls ass backwards into it most of the time. I think so, too. I, I think, think he's he, the no, type I, of personality no. that, like, he, after you say, whoa, like, that was a good move, he goes, yeah, I know, but yeah. he had no fucking idea. No, but look, n- not every time he's had an idea, but, but sometimes he did. Like, The Apprentice, the way he did The Apprentice, I'm going to come in, we're going to build it in an ominous room, I'm going to sit in a big high chair with the door and the gold elevators and the gold thing. I never watched it, but that's his, that was him? The shtick, the shtick was... You're fired. Ex- the shtick was, I'm the boss. Yeah. That's the whole the whole show is he's the boss and somehow he knows better. And you That's know what? It. After a couple years of beating Midwest America over the head with I'm the boss and I know what's better, I wonder what happened when it came down to voting. And if that TV propaganda played any role in it. it of course it did. What? It constantly was him firing other notable people. Oh, you're notable? But... You're fired because I'm the real boss. Because I'm the real boss. Yeah. And it was and just I that nonstop. So it's like... He's the boss. Dude, I he, need to go back and see who was on that it's, show to see if this was actually just dude, a big play to make him They had president. Celebrity Apprentice. No, no. I, I don't think... <laughs> you it, know what I mean? No, had, no. I don't, they had Celebrity I don't, Apprentice. I don't think it was a big play to be, make him president. I think he... I think... It, look, here's what I'll say. I think he genuinely actually cares about the way... He, belie- he believes, like any entrepreneur, I could do it better. That's yeah. an entrepreneurial mindset. This, he, I, I do believe, as, as sick and twisted and addicted as he is, entrepreneurship is a form of addiction to, and you mentioned it earlier, like almost in passing, it's a dopamine rush. Oh, you got the deal, you got the thing, and then, and then, and then you're just always looking for the next high. Yeah, of course. You're just like, <laughs> you know, I say this as you're rolling the joint. <laughs> no, no, but, but the, the but business he, is the real high in life. A, a, absolutely. It's because it, all it is is a feedback loop. It's just a feedback loop that said, hey, you did this thing, you thought it was valuable, and guess what? People p- put their resources in. Mm-hmm. They showed up, and they brought their money, and they paid. They bet on you. And, they, and that's it. That's it. So he, I think he genuinely cared about the, the, the country. He got, he got bashed at, like, the, the, the dinner by Seth Meyers there. He went to the press dinner there. Seth he, Meyers with his written jokes. Well, sure, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't hate the written joke guy. I don't know, you fucking... <laughs> 
Conan O'Brien. I don't, I don't like Seth Meyers that much. I don't think fine, funny. but there's a lot of other written joke people that are fucking hilarious. Fucking Colbert was amazing. Don't we can't don't don't hate the written joke. I actually don't like the new Colbert. Not the new Colbert, but the old Colbert was a written show, and he was fucking brilliant. He was amazing. He was. It best. was hands down. It was brilliant. Fucking Daily Show, also brilliant. He was the best. But when he when they left and he went to NBC or wherever he went, they weren't allowed to bring in his character. No, yeah. Comedy, Comedy Central... Comedy Central owns the character. Yeah, owned his character, which was a joke on Bill Riley, which is retarded because you can't own that character. He could have called himself Stephen Kubur and just yeah. change it. it was, yeah, but he would, they would get sued up the ass. I know, and you know, but it was just like... It was such a stupid thing to do, and then, yeah, he, he shows up into this new location, and he's kind of like the John Oliver of things. John like, Oliver's amazing. I hate John Oliver. I fucking... Bro, he, John Oliver is like, I'm this British guy who's going to tell you what to think, and secretly, but he does not, I have a group of hipsters in the back writing my stupid jokes. But that's always been the case of a group of hipsters in the back writing the jokes. No, it's, no. They always it's, have a team of comedians. really felt with John Oliver when he's like, yes. going to try and... He, dude, he literally what I like pushes, about him, he pushes an agenda. Uh, he I pushes get an it. agenda the whole episode. It's yes. not like you're a free person, make up your what mind. What I like about it is it's still incredibly informative. That's what I'm saying. Nah. I still think it's informative. Dude, people, it's I've inf- learned shit off it. Yeah, but it's informative, I've learned about- it's informative if you go after a topic and you go on both sides. In this scenario, he but goes bo- after what he thinks but, is a win. But, but, this but, is the big thing. But remember- He goes after a win or what he but perceives the, as a win. Yes. And to me, But the both sides isn't stupid- funny. The, what he, it, both sides isn't funny. If you hear me out on this- Okay. If you show both sides this of anything, is, it's not funny. Yeah, but this is it's what, not interesting. Yeah, but this is what you're not understanding from my point of view- it's not funny for me to have a British guy pat me on the back for believing what he, he believes. believes. I get and that. that's what the show is. The yes. show is this liberal tripe where you go, <laughs> aren't they so stupid? <laughs> and everyone goes, <laughs> that's what the show is. Yes. And really sometimes they're saying fully ignorant things. Beyond I mean, ignorant things. So do you like Bill Maher? I hate Bill Maher. Because it's the same shit. It's, it's the same thing. He thinks diver- he's smarter than the world. And but, he's like, but he's least, an idiot. But fine. He's a liberal idiot who's not, dude, not, he's not associated. He doesn't relate. Not going to contest. That's the thing. He's not, not con- relatable to the rest of New Here's York. Here's what I'm going to say. And I'm he not, talks for I'm New York. Not gonna, I'm not going to contest whether or not he's good or not. Here's what I'll say. John Oliver is better and more funny than Bill Maher. Sure, because he actually tries to make the and, jokes. And it's more, yes, and it's an more informative comedian. and it's kind of funny. Like, the way that they go about, like, making the hashtags and, like, going after the thing, I think the stunts that they pull... Oh, yeah. The stunts that they pull are and they, they try to, innovative uh, and brilliant. They try to do, like, a mob technique, too, at the end. Where yes, they, do they a, always have this they mob, the John a, Oliver effect. They even call it a thing okay, now. yeah, well, it's I don't know thing. if he came up with it, but no. it is a very smart move that yes. you actually do an actionable step on your audience. That makes them feel like it's a tribe. That makes And if there's an effect, then they'll do it 10 times more I, the next I time. I agree. That's the whole point. That's what I'm, what I'm trying to say is he's innovating. There's something there. Look, whether you agree with his opinion or not, that fair. Bring back John Stewart. Yeah, John I mean, Stewart was the real deal. Sure. He had his a, two he apprentices. Had, his two apprentices are Colbert, who lived up to... to until now. In his character, his old character of the the, the was amazing. Was amazing, and he lived up to it. Trevor now Noah, Trevor Noah, not living up to it, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't watch I, it. Neither do I. So I can't really. I just not appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Just not appealing to me. I'm not sure if he's doing great. I know it's just not as good as as you know. It's never good as the original, right? It's like Hangover Two is not as good as Hangover, whatever, right? But the, but the, but what I like about John Oliver is there is there is an innovative and a 
there's something about what he's doing that I find very interesting, which is that he's mobilizing armchair activists. Well, dude, it's, it's and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, but it was ten years coming. The Daily Show, everyone knows. Sure. We just watched it for the we opening segment, and then if the second segment popped in and it was like whatever lame anchor, you canceled out. So what they did. Yes. Is they made a 40-minute show where it's just the opening segment of The Daily Show. Yes. That's that's all they've done. So if Jon Stewart had that, it would have been 10 times well, the, better. Well, the thing is that Jon Stewart had to go on every night. Jon yeah. Stewart is on every day. So yeah, you, couldn't, you couldn't be as funny. You couldn't set up the bigger move. So that's what the genius is of the way that they did it is that they, they were like, look, we're, we're not going to compete with Jon Stewart. We can't do. We can't recreate that. It will never be as good. But John Stewart gave you the nuance to make your own choice. Yes, he made fun sort of people. Sort of, dude. He, he still never, pushes some agenda. He has an agenda. It's yeah. obvious that he has an agenda. Totally. He never, and you look through it, dude. I know. I know. He I've does seen not it. push it on you. He, he makes fun he of the person. Less if he makes fun it. of the person, he makes fun of the thing that we could all relate. Even them. Even on the other side, they could relate that that was a bit stupid. And That's how he plays it. Yes. He was very to the letter. I, man. It was great. I agree. What I just like about what I like about what John Oliver is doing is the innovation of, mo- of mobilizing armchair activists, mm-hmm. which is impressive in and of itself. Amazing impressive. And, and the element of I actually learned things about particular topics because they covered it's it like, for long enough. It's like schoolhouse like rock. I, I We're le- learning I things learned, again. I learned about courthouse violations, like small claims, like things that never, where the fuck am I getting coverage on how the small claims courts are fucking people or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? But dude, or like certain things. An investigative reporter, okay? Yeah, but they're boring. I I don't watch the investigative reporter. I don't even have cable. That's what he's trying to be. I, John Oliver is trying to be, but the an one that somebody reporter. actually watches—that's okay, the whole point. I'm just saying he's trying to be an investigative reporter. Yes, correct. Tur- totally. To me, yeah, he's the worst investigative reporter that ever was because he does Has not an have agenda. confidence. No, no, it, well, no. His, agenda, his character is that he doesn't have confidence. The agenda, his character, the agenda comes with the fact that he's a broke, like a broken British guy who will do whatever his producer says. That's why he has an agenda. No, but, but that's, that's, that's why, kind of the me, that's kind of the joke. Be, he can't be an investigator, a journalist because he has no honor. That man will sell his mother for a buck. And if you can't see that, then you don't share my my philosophy. But that man has no honor, therefore he cannot tell me the news because I, I could. Yeah, s- you're just car- you don't like the character, but do you like the show? Do you like the? Premise? I love the show. Okay, <laughs> thank you. All right. <laughs> no, I love the show. I just think I, in, I understand in the media that you don't world, like the character in the media world. I get it. It's a very why John Stewart was taken out is he was taken out for a reason. Okay. He said some shit, and the next day he was gone. Mm. Bro, he said some shit that he basically said that the producers sometimes tell him what to say. Of course. The next day he fucking gave his resignation. Oh well, yeah. I mean, this is the this is like the this is all the comedians. Fucking Dave Chappelle left. He was like, oh, they want to put me in a dress. Like Dave, Dave Chappelle was in Montreal uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, and uh, he had a private party and shit. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. So yeah. like, David Chappelle. Like, he has the OG factor, bro. He showed up in Montreal. I know, I he know. did the Bell Center with John Mayer. Afterwards, what did they do? I know. They went to a smoke easy. It's nice. like a speak easy where you, you don't talk it. about it and you could smoke all the weed you want indoors. Trust me, it was the talk of the town and everyone knows. Dude. The next day when they're posting the Dave Chappelle pictures, he was the legit fucker. He he's was still, the real. He's so real. Because he said no to the dress. He went to Africa. And now he comes back, buffer... 
for some reason. Yeah. But also, <laughs> but also, you can't buy his respect. You respect Dave no. Chappelle 1,000 times more because he never put on that dress. I'm, I mean, look, if I have to tell you who's less of a sellout, Dave Chappelle's less of a sellout than John Oliver, hands down. Hands down. <laughs> of course. Of course. So, but I, st- I like the show. Imagine let's agree. If Dave let's Chappelle agree. Chappelle was doing the show, though. <laughs> Lights of smoke. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Is it a conspiracy? Uh, dude, he, 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 I'm not sure he would be the perfect character for it, but, but he would be. Yeah. Uh, his real personality is smart and I curious. I know. I'm 100%. But he dude, I'm a huge a comedy. I know. I'm a, and I'm a massive Chappelle fan. Like, I'm, I, I went to see Chris D'Elia. Okay, well, let's, I, get, let's get into the comedy aspect of Mark Angelo because a comedy, being a comedian, is about having your specific way to render with comedic timing and a particular angle. But what, but what you're doing to the individual is you're build. It's you're juicing yes. them or you're building them. And I'm, I'm planting seeds, and I'm gonna that I'm gonna knock out of the park later. That depends if you use the. That, that's, that's a traditional like a slower rule of third. Like if you the you're hitting the drum, so the third time it's gonna be way funnier. Yeah, it's like so if you're doing you're doing a speech, yeah, you do the joke three times because Kinda. at the end it'll be like. You could see. No- I haven't learned that yet, though. See, it's actually the writing, only stage that I'm scared of. In speech writing, you would have, stage. let's say, a third joke at the end because at the end you could literally be, and you know what that means. Yes. And everyone's like, because ha, ha, ha. joke doesn't even need to be said because you had primed it. Uh, but but you still say it anyway because then it gives the fucking it gives the kick, right? Yeah, like, but that's it's said point. differently. Yes, I know, I know. And each comedian has their own specific way in which that it's the way of no way. You're gonna find you already have the way in which you make people feel good. But so I and like you. What you have to do is tone in on that. What it is about that that they like, but make it less serious. I have to make it less serious because the problem is that everybody fucking portrays me as like every, the the number one thing I hear all the time. If somebody reaches out to me, they're like, "I know you're really busy," and I'm like, "Yes," and. I don't want to be the guy who's just busy and always business all the time because mm-hmm. it gets boring, dude. I'm, like, look, I've, I've lived it. I've lived it. I've been 11 years. I've been an entrepreneur. I fucking have the character down. I got it. You want fucking questions? You need marketing advice? I'm, I'm rub shoulders with the best. For real. Like, I can, I've put my 10,000 hours. Now, am I the best in the world? Fuck no. And, but I've still put my 10,000 hours. I can give high-level things, and I can easily make, I can cash in money, no problem. Because I planted those seeds many years ago, like we were talking about earlier, planted those seeds many years ago, so my time for money ratio, off the charts. Mm-hmm. And it will only continue to grow, because I'll always have another campaign or another thing, because I'm doing it for myself. And for other people here and there, because I'm, I'm just helpful. But, the, but what I don't know, what I haven't done, is a comedy circuit. What I haven't done is like emceeing and like doing those things. And when I think about the only place I have done that, I'm like Dreamcatcher and, and Envision now. Being a good MC is being, yeah, laid back, loose, and not serious. And but being willing to roll with the punches. But being that doesn't a, mean... That's like, not necessarily that comedy. Super, yeah, it's not yeah. about being super funny. No, but I want to bring comedy. Do, remember when we used to do like uh, some talk... When we did this French thing, remember this one time I was just sitting down and I stood up and people laughed? I stood up to talk and people started laughing. Where? What French thing? What are you talking about? It was about? a French thing. It was me, you, Lawrence on the stage. And I sat down most of the time. And when it was my time to talk, I got up and everyone thought that was funny that this guy got up. Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not trying to be funny, but I was very nonchalant. Yes. And that to them was funny. So in the sense of like, 
in your business world, you, my advice to you is to become so confident that when you talk to someone, you're talking to them like how I, legs across and you're just fucking. But I am that person. Most you're of, funny. You're funny to me. So what's the issue? I don't think there's an issue. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying. <laughs> if you want to do like. I'm not saying a there's comedy, an issue. You want to do like a stand up routine. I'd, I'd, that's, that takes some bombing, bro. You got to go out. That's bomb. So I'm willing to I'm willing to go be the apprentice now. It's not as fun I am as you willing think because I did this. Oh, uh, dude, okay? I know it's not fun. It's what what ends up happening is, you I know, know surprise. You do you do your jokes. They bomb. They bomb. They bomb. Uh, eventually, you find some that work, yeah. and then what ends up happening is you recycle the ones that work until you ch- until you make a forty minute speech where you basically recycling your jokes. Yeah, because you have like all the zingers all lined up. Then, and then someone you films together. that. You trash the books. You start again from scratch. Cool. That's the comedic so, game. So I want to do that without the moving to comedy stores all the time by doing it right fucking here. I don't know what's fucking funny, but I'm gonna figure it out. You know how I'm gonna figure it out? Because the laughs are gonna come in the comments. And that's how I'll do it. It has function right now. Yeah. It's fun. I literally don't have to leave my fucking house. I invite my friends to come and chill, which I need to do more of because mm-hmm. I want to hang out with my friends more. And I'll fucking figure out what the comedy is. I'm hacking the system again. <laughs> mm. I think this is the way for me. And then, and then where I test it, I'll be the MC. I'll test some shit. I'll just do some, some small bits here and there. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to run with that joke. And I'm going to go up and hit the joke. And then see what happens, like live on a stage. Now, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to dodge going to a comedy show or on a stage and fucking doing that no, thing. But it's more important I will on do your it. Stage. It's more important on the envision stage because it sets the precedent that this fucking guy has balls. Sure. When someone goes out there and puts themselves like I'm about to be super serious, but I'm gonna make a fool of myself first. Yeah. Nobody else is gonna do that because everyone else is too serious. Totally. This is my, this is my business. Uh, this but is my the guy thing. who, you know, the guy who's not, the guy who's not fucking serious right now, that's the real guy. All the other guys are still faking it till you're making the it. The person because who was the guy who's the guy who knows that he made it is joking around because he know he made it. Because it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you what think. What matters now is that you have a good time. I know. That's what matters. But that's the whole point. <laughs> what what I what I have not enough of online and in my life in actuality, but it's coming now. Is I've just been ignored. I, I was willing, and like I, I don't have it. I have my old laptop. I have the sticker you made, right? The yeah. candle burning at both ends. That's what I did in my twenties. That's what everyone does in their twenties. I mean, yeah, <laughs> some do smart. it through cocaine. <laughs> some no, do burn the candle at both ends. Sure. Everyone does. Everybody, it in their 20s. good on you. You should do it. I did it through. Yeah, I did all the the. the I tested all the the waters in those ways. I traveled and. I burnt the candle on both ends because I worked my fucking ass off to get somewhere. And now I have the thing. I know what it is. I'm, f- I mean, I'm a genius at one thing, which is I'm really good at understanding attention and how it flows and how it moves. And I'm good at seeing it before it happens. Mm-hmm. AKA, I am able to surf the wave. Why? Because I have the fundamentals of surfing and I have the fundamentals of understanding which wave might be worth surfing. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. That's all that surfing is. And then the rest of the time, this is the third trifecta of surfing, is enjoying the ride. Yeah. And that's the piece that I'm missing. That's the piece that I'm the least good at right now. I actually am the worst right now in my life at having fun. I just have, I suck at having fun. Because you grinded so long that you forgot what was fun. That's all. Well, and because I my, got but my you, highs through the grind. But you know what? I've been watching you. 
you know, this whole yeah. time. And you definitely had more, you were definitely more serious three years ago, four years ago. Than right now? Yeah. Sure. So you're coming out of that. And you can't, yes, it's a learning process. You can't be Robin Williams right now or else it wouldn't even make sense to anyone. No, totally. But And I'm not trying to be. No, no, but you're definitely yeah. on the you're on definitely the on the up and up where it's like you're dude, you're much more humble, you're much more laid back, you're you're not holding stiff postures. So True. like there's things that you're letting go of. Oh, I'm a, I'm 100% aware that right now I'm in like a release phase of these things and I'm in the release phase of like all the things that like, you know, you go back to your impossible list, which is I wrote the impossible list. If you haven't written one, you should write one. It's free on Superhero Academy and stuff. Find a link somewhere. But the but the reality is that I wrote my impossible list on the Great Wall of China. Google impossible list. You'll find it. Academy. Yeah. That's how you find You'll it. find it. <laughs> um, but the so so I write the impossible list, and in when as you t- turn twenty or thirty, sorry, and you have this changing of the the chapter, if you will, it's a mental one, but it's a real one, and and I tend to think, oh well, I didn't achieve all the things I maybe wanted to, and I also achieved a bunch of things I didn't know I wanted to. That went way further in than I ever would have thought. I know way more about web development and video than I ever would have thought at 20. What's one thing that you thought you would have done that you didn't do? Uh, I would have hoped to have already built a school. Like that's physically. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I, I would have hoped that I, I would mean, have built like, a community. But then I did. I, I mean, did like, build a that's, community. That's, this is the part where you are going to learn how to have fun. Yes. Did you? Oh, I didn't build the school. So what? No, but you built a greenhouse. You oh. built the buildings that people go and learn at. Oh, I, I'm... Technically, a... the school is built. It's just that you placed the school as a different building. Yes, I placed it as a particular thing. And you did thing. in that scenario. And I've my done advice would be My advice would be to see the silver lining joke. I, I The do. joke is that you got exactly what you wanted. It's just... In this different. oblong phase at the moment. Yes. It's in it's an oblong different. phase. But I'm still doing it. I have the mentorships. I have, all, I have a school, a superhero academy, all this stuff. You have it. You I, built the school. The I school know. is online and jankily at the land. Totally. And that's a laugh. It, I, I get it. It doesn't mean I feel. It, so when you ask me the question, you ask me the question, do you feel like you achieved all the things? No, I don't feel like I do. And that's what makes me good. What makes me great is that what makes Jerry Seinfeld great is that he still doesn't think he's that funny. So he's like, oh, I need to try and be more funny. And that's why that's mastery. There's some level of mastery. To me, that's funny, but on the level of that's retarded. Sure. I have friends who are funny and they don't necessarily know it all the time because I'm kind of like not laughing at them, but I'm laughing at that there could be a character like that in this world, and I think that's hilarious. Yes. Because it's so displaced from me that it's, like, hilarious that a person would actually do and say those things. But everybody has a character. To, to me, you're fucking hilarious. Your character is hilarious to a bunch of people, right? It just is. It's just, like, funny, wacky, and then you make voices, like, a oh, corporate ladder wolf and all the things that you do, and you have your voice when you have your Instagram stories. Well, like I'm starting to understand that really the character that I am... <laughs> To, to not a crazy extent, but is the Joker. The, yes. The, there's yes. a reason why, when you think of Spider-Man, you don't necessarily come up with a bad guy right away. Maybe no. you do if you grew up in the 90s, you'll say Venom. Because yes, Venom's fucking yeah. super iconic. Yeah. But if you had that before, you didn't, say a, you didn't say a villain. You didn't know. Rhino, who cares? Batman only has one villain. No, he had a couple. Bro, 
But the real villain he is He only has... He the, has 18 villains, but yeah. he only has one. The best one. He only has one because of how it works with his character. Yeah. He's structured. He's super serious. He's order, and he's serious. Yeah. Therefore, the only counterpart to ever threaten that it's is chaos. pure chaos. Yeah. I agree. I agree that the best character... The best antithesis to Batman is obviously Joker. Now, Without here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. You are both Batman and Joker because your life needs the structure in order for you to be responsible to wipe your own ass and get dressed and pay your bills. Which I barely do sometimes. But <laughs> it's important. And you resonate with Batman. I told, of course I resonate with Batman. And Batman gives people, it's an archetype in the mind. It gives you the strength to do the things that you think is right because you think Batman would do that. But it's very important to also have the Joker in you. I'm, and that's a, and I, the Joker laughs. The Joker paints his name and, in his own blood. And that's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. I know I have to bring the Joker. And what I have to do is, is I'm so good at building stages that now I should just build stages for other people. That's Dreamcatcher. If I build the stage and then I put you on it, look, dude, you're on stage right now. Mm-hmm. There's lights, there's cameras, but it's there's a, action. Yeah, but it's like build it so it's a superhero academy stage. No, never build it so it's the other person's stage. No, I'm not building you know it so it's mean? the other person's stage. I'm, build, I'm, I'm gonna always sponsor the core elements of where I find the value to be, mm-hmm. and where I find the value to be is I want your attention. That's it. That's the value I'm after. That's okay. Everybody else wants other value. Some people want to be known as cool. Some people want to be seen as hot. Some people want to be seen as the fashionable person. Some people want to be seen as the creative person. Whatever your stick is, fucking perfect for you. And what I want, I just care about your attention. And I care, and I care to honor your attention. That's the key. I care to not get your attention in a cheap trick-like scenario. And I'm like, oh, I got your attention. You, 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 you thought there was a hair on your screen, so you swiped up to remove it, and then I got your click. No, I don't want that. I don't want your bullshit. I don't want to play a game. I don't want to click farm short that shit. Term, yeah. short I don't term want thing. short-term attention. I want real, true, fan-like attention. You want to call it cult, uh, you know, cult-like followings or whatever it is? I'm interested in that. I'm, I'm interested, interested in yeah, that for other people and I'm interested in for people. And I'm interested in documenting for the culture. We are part of the culture totally. of Montreal and of entrepreneurships. Totally. And the more that we can document and show the youth, the more of this there will be. Totally. So and it's that's our responsibility yes. to tell people, if you're not our lifestyle, get the fuck off. And it's a, it's a black belt. It's a, <laughs> well, it's a black belt thing. When you become a master at something, your role is now to teach the next person. That's your role. Mm-hmm. Like, what else is being a master other than to bring and pass the torch? What else is John Stewart other than to carry the torch for Colbert and for John Oliver and for, for the others? To drop it. For them to drop it and burn us off. <laughs> sure. But now we're all out around our own opinions. But, <laughs> yes. And that's, that's a beautiful thing, right? But, the, but, but the, my thought is, how do we... I'm just interested in continuously having that space and that opportunity, creating that opportunity for as many people as possible, and, and allowing people to catch their dreams. That's fucking dream catch. That's freedom culture. That's Superhero Academy. My business advice, marketing advice to you would be to start documenting you trying to find out what's fun. Because I think I, there's a lot of people in I this world. I legit am. We're literally talking about yeah, it yeah, on but, camera. Yeah, but more like to the point. Like your Facebook lives are about this sometimes. Because I should, there's yes. so many people that are watching. But this work. will be live, by the way. Yeah, yeah but. That's like, the next okay, evolution, like, but yes. People who are diehard 
put this on and do their work. Totally. They're probably already entrepreneurs, and that's why they're listening to podcasts. Sure. Because they need fucking entertainment. Totally. That's why I listen to Todd podcasts. I think audio is underrated. Because people want to be able to do something and laugh in the background. Yeah, I think it's more like too, you trade too much of your time when you're not sure what you're doing, and therefore you don't have time to listen to audio. Like how I have the privilege to listen to fucking audio. No, I think a lot of people actually. Have no, time I don't have the privilege. Audio. That's a weird thing. I don't have the privilege to listen to to watch video, so yes. I listen to audio. That's the whole point. <laughs> you don't have enough time for video, so you choose audio, and it's actually better for the brain. And. Yes, because you, well, you have to pay more attention. Yeah, and and so you less sleep on it. You know, it's not yeah. like watching TV and you're just like, nah. and you're off in some other world sometimes, right? But the and then you're like passing out in your bed, fucking watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. The season keeps going. That's why Netflix created the the thing that like literally automatically stops. You still there? <laughs> like that thing? Like I've never seen actually, it. I don't have Netflix. Fine, but <laughs> you're a fucking enigma compared to the rest of the planet who has well, Netflix. Well, I did get tricked into Amazon Prime yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like. On Amazon.ca, sucks for Prime. Sign up. Though. Sign up for Amazon Prime and for the free shipping. So yeah. I sign up. Yeah. Then they don't... Dude, it's a strange thing. They, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the checkout. I sign up to get the free shipping. I continue the checkout. They don't give me the free shipping on that order. What? But on the next order, they give it. Hmm. So whatever. I bought a projector and it should be at my house right now. Oh, Once nice. day shipping. So that's the other thing. Uh, yeah, anyway. Sound and light. Sound and light is what we have to, we have to go after a little bit here. That's video. Well, look, you want to get a projector? Y- yes. Could be fun. I mean, oh, here's what I was saying. Basically, the this is for the diehards, but there's a lot of people who are at work who are looking for the fun too. They've lost the fun. Yes. And if they saw you looking for the fun, then they, they would relate. It'd be relatable. I know. Like this is how I relate to Mark. I wasn't relating on his "I'm doing well" front. No, I in fact hated that, and it pissed fuck me off. Fuck you! Yeah, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> Some people get pissed when they see that's the okay, mark. but that was a part of the dichotomy. Sure. Somebody, everybody need- hates Batman until they need Batman. That's the thing. But this is the dude, this is the perfect scenario. It's relatable, and uh, I know. And you, and they're gonna root you to win this one because everybody win, wants win. to win this. That yes. one, they yeah, because that's what everybody wants. But somebody wants, want, but, but people do want us to win the Valhalla one too. That's a, that's a bigger 100%. one, too, that people want. But, like, win. it's more like in the marketing game, you play to your strengths. Nobody really cares if you, become, if you make a lot of money. They do, they do once they really fucking love you, and then they want to be you, and then they want you to make a lot of money. Sure, nobody, but it's not the strength. No, no, but hold on. Nobody, the strength for nobody you is that you want to have, have a laugh. Completely agree for me. But nobody, nobody's mad that Gary Vee has a lot of money. Nobody's mad that fucking LeBron James has a lot of money. Nobody's mad if Mother Teresa or Gandhi would have had a lot of money. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Once you've made it, once you are a character that we love, we're happy that you have a lot of money because we want to be you, and so we would hope that you would have a lot of money. That's why we, well, that's why we love Floyd Mayweather you know, and, and Money Mayweather, and that's why we love Conor McGregor because you're sitting there saying, fuck, I'm... I feel insignificant. I feel small. I feel like nobody knows me. Nobody's ever going to know me. But this person who represents an identity of mine, Irish, black, whatever, you know, whatever identity you want to have, okay, or whatever, whether that be like, like, um, like, a, like a, a genetic identity or a, a comedian identity, like a, a term or like a, a job type of identity. People want to relate. And if they relate, 
once they relate, they want you to be successful mm-hmm. at some point, but not at the beginning. Everybody hates at the beginning until you're big. And then once you're big, they're like, fuck. Then they pay attention, you know, and that's, I'm at the phase now where I'm, I'm, it's not even that I'm big. I don't even want to pretend whatever thing. I don't no, care. No, but the fate has faded. What fate has faded? The hate has faded. My hate has faded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What over time, over time. If I look, you know what the best way to know how much your hate, how much hate you have? Just go talk to your old high school friends who you don't really relate with. Those are the people you have to know how much hate there is. Mm-hmm. And that hate has faded for sure. I haven't even talked to them, but I just know. Mm-hmm. I can just feel it. You talk to them more. Yeah, I saw them uh, play soccer with them not too long ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's also a different phase in everyone's life. Yes, because now they understand that hating is not serving them. And that, uh, you know, you might hate someone when they take off next to you at a race and they took off a little bit faster. But, dude, when there's six bends around you, you know, like when they lapped you a couple times, you stop hating. And you realize that... You're like, okay, maybe I can learn something. Yeah, maybe I can learn something and maybe I should start fucking running. Yeah. Because, like, the only thing I hated was that he was running when I was walking. Yeah. That's what it really comes down to. You know I'm fucking right there with you. And a lot of cases, too, is that some people actually got moderate success or whatever, and they stop Being comparing. Jealous. Yeah. It's not like, who fucking cares? You could have all the money in the world. If you're not doing what you love, I will laugh at you until yeah, there's no That is the ultimate joke. Because... The ultimate joke is that your time is the most valuable thing that you have, and to think that you would ignore your time, that thing to th- like to think that you would constantly trade your time to think that eventually you'll have the time to be you. Doesn't make sense. Is absolutely that's the lie they sold us. When you're 65, you'll have the time to be you. Yeah. bro. When you're 65, you won't even have the energy to be you. At least slaves had their fucking rent paid for them. You know what I mean? Like, and I, that's a fucking that's a deep cut. And I might get some hate on that. No, no, but and send your hate, send your shade. But it's true. It's true, yeah. At least they fucking... They had their food and, and things, and they worked less. <laughs> they had more free time in some situations. Maybe. I'm maybe not, not sure. Like, they were maybe, whipped. They're, like, look, maybe they had the guy who made the pyramid. They had some other bad conditions nonetheless. But hey, guess what? The person who made your fucking Nikes, that fucking kid in the fucking in China, man, when the factories that I saw in there, yeah, yo, man. that shit is serious. And so even if you think it's not happening here, and like we're all fucking progressive and shit... No, you ain't. You're still buying their fucking shit. Yeah. They're fucking still... And now they're $300 the fucking something. Yeezys, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're cheaper they're, than ever and not they're $300. Only, exactly. They're fucking... Now it's even worse. It's even worse than slave labor. It's a fucking fuck you to humanity across the pond, but you just don't know it. And you, you dehumanized it. And whether you called it a terrorist or a fucking yellow face or this thing, redskins or whatever, if you go back into the histories of all the bullshit that we fucking perpetuated, guess what? We're still fucking doing it today. Yeah, economic Self-righteous assholes. Now it's economics. <laughs> we make sure sh- they can't even get out of it. Strictly out of economics. Yeah, dude, I give people in China two hundred US and they lose their tits. Yeah, they do everything. Yeah, well, like, it's, dude, it's changing them, now. China is getting so drawings. much richer. I send yeah. them ink drawings. I don't even do the vector illustrations, and they do it for me. Mm. Give that to someone in North America and see what happens. Give oh, someone like, an ink drawing and just a live trace, which is a feature on Illustrator that will live trace it and bring it to a vector. They'll still ask. We're just money. lazy motherfuckers, though. <laughs> or we value our time. We, uh, uh, yeah. That's a, a fair weird, way of saying it. That's a, a fair way mix. of saying it. That's a fair way of saying it. We, I, I think we value our time. It's just that no, I think we're. I think we do value our time, but more so, we just didn't value what we value is our entertainment, and that or or certain like we value certain things that then say that we we need more. 
this is the culture that we bred right now is that we have this culture of consumerism and more. And, and I'm victim fucking to it too. I fucking just said, Hey, I did all this crazy shit in my twenties. and I just want to do more in my thirties. And it's an endless, that's an endless thing for me. But you know what I realized is that the consumers, the real, the real people that are in the consumeristic cultures bought the things that were smart and that means they might have got it off a flip or a second hand, nah, 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 and they held on to it. Those people are the keepers of the funk. The people who bought the things that are real. And all the other things that come after and in between were fakes, well, not the real McCoy. Yeah. And when you have people in your society who held on to the real and could show you what an actual like tape deck looked like in the 80s that was real, mm-hmm. and it works and it still plays, that person took care of the culture. That's what I'm starting yeah. to realize is that consumerism is not a bad thing. But using consumerism to the... Dude, toys are an amazing thing. They're, oh, sure. They're but stupid how many hunks do we of plastic. Need, though? That's the whole thing. They're stupid hunks of plastic. But they show that they, as humans, we can care about art. Things yes, that mean nothing. Yeah. They're cultural. culture. Yes, I get it. They, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and all that stuff has a, a nostalgia and a culture. But the question is, did we really need like 17,000 pogs? Like, did we, you know what I mean? Like, we no, just kind of went a little far. No, but you know that if you're and that's collecting like, uh, pogs, let's say. Luckily, let's we, say Ninja Turtles. You're collecting Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah. Bro, nobody gives a fuck if you don't have the originals. I get you. Oh, you totally. have the turtles in space and the turtle that shot water and the, the Dracula turtle? Nobody cares because that's when they tried to sell you on some crap. Yes, but that's a, the problem is that we're always selling people on the crap. There's, it always, we have we to, always get to yeah, that degree. It has to get to the... Well, the real problem in our society is that the stars are just that. They're illusions. They don't fucking do anything. They never come out and say, well, except for fucking LeBron with his stupid <laughs> tuition to everyone. We need more people like that that say, you know what? GMOs suck. I don't give a fuck what General Mills does to me. And, and the fucking everything else. They put on their hat and their shades and they hide. But, no, and that's I, not a role model. I do feel, you know, and maybe we should wrap this up here, but I do feel like people like John Oliver, agenda or not, kind of are trying to say that thing. Some people... Are yes, trying to say that thing. Someone behind Dave Chappelle him that wants to say something. Even, even comedians, that, dude, this I is get what, it. There's always somebody behind the John, person. But John Oliver, it's like someone wants to push something, and they pay this British guy to say it. It's super obvious. I get that. There's that. like a group of people that are like, okay, like I don't we're know. Really have to make it about Planned Parenthood this month. I'm not sure that that's always true. I oh, I'm I sorry. Get, did they do a Federal Reserve episode? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm asking a question. Did they do a Federal Reserve episode? No, they, they avoid... Yeah, the easy ones. I get... Bro, you're a joke if you didn't do a... Oh, you're so hard-hitting. Federal Reserve is a private bank that they, charges you interest on the money it loans to the nation. They, they didn't do all Think of them. Think of the actionable step you have the, the, there. The reason for that one is it's not even just that it's a person. It's not just a conspiracy theory. This is not an Illuminati thing here. That's why I want to say that, at least. It's more so it's a mafia thing. Bro, you'll it's die. Like a, it's like a rich person thing. It's it's a thing of people with power don't want to give up their power. Why would they? Think, like just really, really. No, but hold on. Okay, but the Federal Reserve 
the Federal Reserve is like three people who have enslaved the whole nation. More than with three people at this point, but okay, yes. but they're enslaving a whole nation. So if John Oliver can do a one they episode believe, thing, but they believe that it created innovation. Even if, copying, even if they start trying to hide the information because of the online phenomenon, the information would get out. John Oliver, you'd forever be, uh, you'd have my heart for the rest of your life. I because look, you here, did the. Here's what I'll say. Thing. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. He might do that when he exits. Maybe like okay, fucking like, yeah. Give it, give him that credit. Give him, give the credit that you know what. If the comedian, if the real, a real star, a real fucking like Michael Jordans or whatever, all these people, man, if they go out saying the truth at the end, you, you got me. You got me because you built up to the peak trust, and then you you, you laid the, the thing. Mm-hmm. If I go, if I go around today on my stage right now, yelling, the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve, I'm fucking Alex Jones. And so you have to realize that I'm not going to influence the masses through being serious all the time. That's exactly the character that I'm butting up against. I've met the wall of me being serious. motivational and serious and all those things. Not that I characterize nobody, myself as motivational. No, but nobody wants you to be serious. The client doesn't, don't want you to be serious. I want you to be confident. And I want you to get shit done. I, I want you to be confident. Sure. I don't want you to be serious. You're a confident you want me to person, be serious with your money. A confident person is serious when they need to be serious. That's like, do you need to be? Do you need me to be serious? You want me to show up? Yeah. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. I, and, and, and all I'm trying to say is, but if if that's the case, where here and there the star who has the most peak trust says the thing and then exits out the fucking back, like when they they exit with the clap, right? Like course, a comedian, yeah. a comedian goes gives like the. We'll end it here. One, two, three, boom, like the hi-hat hits, and then they fucking like, thank you very much, and they, they run off stage because that's the thing. That's the, the peak of the joke. Fucking brilliant. If, if they do that, then they're legends. We haven't seen that yet because they haven't had that full opportunity because they have to gain momentum. And, and, there's, and they're gaining momentum with a show that I agree with, and for the most part, I don't always agree with all their views. Yes, they have an agenda, and it's interesting that they're informing me, and, and look, I'm a fairly educated person only because I value education. That's what educated mm. means to some degree, okay? I value education. I watch educational content constantly. Watch documentaries every single week for and years. And I love it too, but I feel that that show... I get what you're saying. That show is trying to pat me on the back, and I'm... Yes. I hate that when someone and, does that to me. I'm but not that's, an idiot. But that's... Yes, because you... know you, what I mean? Like, I know, because you value... You have a higher level of, like... You have a high standard as let well. Let me be curious and let me make my own decision. I get that, but that most people don't want to make their own decision. That's why they're not entrepreneurs. That's why they're, you know what I mean? Like people don't walk into work and say, you know what? I should be the boss around here. Let me start making the decisions. And that that's is a- why I quit every single business I've had. Because I swear to God, I've had that thought. And I must have been like teenage and having that For thoughts. sure. And that's, with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you so much for making it out here. We'll if do you, another one soon. Well, for sure. And if you want to check out Germ, where where do they find your ass and speak to the camera? I don't know. Google Germ. Germ. Uh, like, check out Mark on Facebook, and I'm his mutual friend. G E R M. Germ. D double E D E. If you made it this far, I'm sure you're gonna find Germ on your own. Yeah, yeah. Go find him. Find him on Instagram. He's fucking hilarious. He really, he really makes me laugh. Uh, his Instagram stories. Your Instagram stories are pretty much the only ones I actually like consume as uh, a dude, as a thing. Dude, I wish the there was world, better shows. It means the world because you're not the only person that says that, and uh, it 
like it takes a minute to comprehend when someone says like the only, they go on to Instagram sometimes and it's just to check to see what I'm doing. Yeah, it's funny. Instagram, I told you. why are you blocking my posts if people aren't using <laughs> it's the only reason people use an app. Well, I mean, I'm glad I talked you into it. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I got Steam it. So if you want, we can talk about Steam it after. Oh well, another episode. No, another no, yeah, episode. no, no, I love it. I think it's brilliant. All right. Peace. Peace out. If you made it to this part of the video, you voted with your attention and I appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time to participate, for viewing this video. If you vote with your attention by liking, commenting, sharing, realizing that we pay attention to this, that if, if I said something that angered you or if I said something that inspired you, let me know in the comments because I cannot wait to have this conversation with you. So go make that happen. Click those buttons. <laughs>